25 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. And today we are live as we continue this amazing road trip. We're live in Woodmere at 1039 Broadway in Woodmere at Gotta Get a Bagel. And we are with our friends at JNF, the Jewish National Fund. Many of you recall that when this, um, when this network became a full-fledged independent network, uh, I insisted that that morning of the big celebration, the Jewish National Fund be prominently uh, involved in our broadcast. In fact, it was that morning that in honor of the naming of the network, NSN, uh, that the Russell Robinson appeared at that uh, unbelievable live remote in Manhattan and presented us with, what would you expect, a uh, ring of trees to commemorate the amazing occasion. And that was very meaningful to me because JNF, as far as I'm concerned, has been in my life for many many decades all the way from my youth and today again we get this opportunity thanks to Jody Bodner uh, and to everybody uh, here on Long Island uh, to feature JNF to speak about Israel to talk about one of my favorite topics with a bunch of different guests and that is of course Zionism in the state of Israel and continuing to build the land and expand uh, the building of the land of Israel and the state of Israel and all of this from so many different angles so many different departments so many different divisions that JNF collectively uh, is responsible for with an amazing staff and great people, lay leaders all around the world, and especially here in the United States and this area of New York and New Jersey. So as you can tell, it is a very spirited, wonderful, and incredible morning here in Woodmere. I am looking forward to a uh, phen- phenomenal three hours with our friends from the Jewish National Fund. A big shout-out to uh, Sharona Thal, who is the campaign executive here on Long Island, and, um, and one of our uh, hosts for this broadcast, and we are uh, looking forward to three great hours here in uh, Woodmere, New York, with our friends of the Jewish National Fund. Many of you are aware of the fact that we're in the midst of a road trip. Yesterday we were in Toronto. I want to thank everybody up there for their hospitality. Today we are in Woodmere, and I thank both everybody in Woodmere and um, uh, the Jewish National Fund for their hospitality. Uh, Mary Malwalik is here, of course, and she is um, our liaison with our... What do we call them? Corporate hosts? Well, let's do that. We'll call them corporate hosts. They've got to get a bagel. Why not? And good morning, Miriam Alwalek. And good morning, Nahum. Um, so this is a this is a place you're quite familiar with. Yeah, this I'd like to thank you. <laughs> this is like this is part of my morning. Oh, this is this is right fits right into your routine. Yeah, huh? got to get a bagel. I'm, you know, there's Joel. There he is. Exactly. There's Joel. Our host. It is not unusual for me to be here anywhere between 6 and 7 in the morning. The only person who has more influence and got to get a bagel than you, and that's Joel. That is Joel. And Soyla. <laughs> you can't forget Soyla. I will not forget. <laughs> um, so here we are. And it, by the way, just yeah. a, a note, a beautifully renovated, incredible, beautiful store. Uh, I guess really restaurant or cafe would be a more appropriate uh I know. Isn't it gorgeous? Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. I, I mean, know. so different from the last time that we were here. Right. And uh, all the different uh, areas that they cover from uh, bagels and grab-and-go and coffee and everything else, it's all taken care of here. So thank you, Joel. Thank you to everybody for having us here. And a big thank you again to the Jewish National Fund. We're in the midst of a great road trip, one that um, took us to Toronto. We're now here in Woodmere. Later on today, we're going to be in Cedarhurst to wrap this whole thing up in terms of being on the road for the week. Uh, any thoughts as we... Uh, did you hear what I said in the opening? That this was a, this was a requirement for me. When you said it was time to um, establish this as the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network, I said the only way I will agree to a landmark celebration 
to kick off this network is if somehow the Jewish National Fund is involved. I, I felt that the only way to make this a real network is to be recognized uh, by their leadership, their organization. Yeah, you're not even you're not even exaggerating. I am not exaggerating. It was literally the first person, um, the the first organization that I contacted, even before contacting Yeshiva University. Right. I contacted JNF. I reached out to Jody, um, and she said Russell would be more than happy. To be there that morning. I think Russell was shocked that we put in the request, frankly. Well, but, but, <laughs> but, but he showed up he, and boy, but he was it was so wonderful. gracious oh, it was and great. so wonderful. It was great. And it was a pleasure to have them. And really, that morning just uh, you know made me truly appreciate, or I should say that request from you to make sure that JNF was there made me truly appreciate just how seriously uh, you take the organization, our relationship with the organization, and also... The connection that you feel yeah. to the work that they do. There's no one who did not grow up with a blue and white box. <laughs> and today, we get to talk about Israel and Zionism and expanding the land and expanding the state and all the different departments and all the wonderful prog- programs that they have going on, north, south, east, right. west, all in this capacity of uh, a, a JNF broadcast. You know, it is the end of the year, so I do want to take this opportunity as we approach the very end of 2018. There's only 10 days left. Uh, to remind you that JNF is among uh, all the uh, wonderful organizations that's asking for your support. Those of you out there who are um, who, who are inclined to be givers in a very big way or in any way uh, toward the end of the year, uh, don't forget you can go to the website at uh, jnf.org. Go to jnf.org and donate and be part of their uh, incredible vision and all of their wonderful all of their wonderful accomplishments and all of their. Uh, the wonderful things they do for Israel uh, by going to the website and donating and being part of it. Uh, it's, a, it's a really, really solid recommendation on our part. And you can't go through Israel without <laughs> seeing JNF's presence everywhere. Right. I mean, literally. If you're looking at a tree, thank someone from JNF. <laughs> um, and, I, and I say that, you know, semi-tongue-in-cheek, but seriously, the number of, of forests and parks and opportunities that exist, not only obviously for tourists, but for residents, for people who are who are lucky enough to live in Israel, is truly thanks to JNF. And we're going to explore some of that, by the way, some of the specific cities and pro- programs and parks and playgrounds that they're responsible for will come up in conversation. We also have had um, <laughs> great opportunity to partner with JNF through Nefesh Benefesh. Right. Um, and and what a great partnership that correct. is, and it's also on our schedule today. Right. Uh, the only other topic that we love more than Zionism is Aliyah, <laughs> and they have been such an important As part. As we sit in Woodmere. Correct. Right. <laughs> well, we like talking about it, that's for sure. <laughs> and uh, th- it's been an amazing and incredible relationship yes. that two of those organizations have had. All right. Yeah, let's, it, let's, this is a privilege. Let's do a little bit of music. We'll come back. We have calls coming in from Israel uh, to officially kick off our, the JNF portion of this program. We're on the road. We're at Gotta Get a Bagel, 1039 Broadway in Woodmere. Join us, everybody. You're invited. If you're listening now in the five towns or any of the surrounding areas, come on by and say hi. Observe the radio show and certainly uh, log on to the JNF.org for more information. Uh, we're ready to kick things off musically as we continue here on a Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Thank you. 
נפש. עם ישראל J.M. in the A.M. That's Avraham Freed, Achim Banefesh. Uh, one of the themes, of course, of all of our road shows has been uh, Jewish unity. Uh, it's one of the reasons you just heard the song, Achim Banefesh. Um, as we are uh, brothers intertwined by the uh, common soul of the Jewish people. And uh, as we continue our Jewish unity initiative, one of the important aspects is, in fact, uh, a Jewish unity. And uh, t- here today, we have an opportunity really to bridge the gap between us and the state of Israel because we're going to be checking in multiple times, uh, especially this hour, with people who are in Israel and who are uh, with JNF, with the Jewish National Fund. Eric Michelson is with us live via telephone from Jerusalem. He's chief Israel officer. And we have an opportunity to speak about the JNF and the big vision for the Jewish National Fund as we approach the end of 2018. Eric Michelson, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nathan. Great to be here again. Uh, greatly appreciate you joining us. Well, uh, here we are. We are here um, uh, concentrating on an amazing organization, as you know, the Jewish National Fund. Uh, we are here in Woodmere, New York, a few thousand miles away from where you are. Uh, give us, from your perspective as Chief Israel Officer, the big vision of JNF of the Jewish National Fund at this time. Wow. Uh, Nahum, I wish we had 10 hours or, or <laughs> even 10 days for that, uh, but I'll try to capture it um, as best I can in the bit of time that we have because uh, JNF is doing a whole lot. Um, just to remind uh, our listeners, JNF launched the $1 billion roadmap uh, for the next decade, which is a groundbreaking, uh, unprecedented plan. And it focuses basically on connecting the next generation uh, to Israel. Okay, we're building communities in Israel, uh, primarily in the Negev and the Galil, the Galilee. We're developing infrastructure for ecology, working with people with special needs, uh, preservation of heritage sites, Aliyah from America, and so on and so forth. Um, I would say the flagship uh, 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 program. So what we're doing are, are catered to bring another 500,000 people to the southern frontier uh, of Israel, to the Negev, and uh, about three, 400,000 people to the north, which is the Galilee. So we're talking about almost a million people. And, you know, the, the, the entire population of Israel is under 9 million people in total. So we're talking a huge uh, influx of people to the frontier, which is critical for the future of the sustainability uh, of the state of Israel. Eric Michelson is with us. I'm sorry. I was going to say that isn't it ironic, Eric, that 70 years later we're still talking about frontiers and we're talking about pioneering efforts and we're talking about trying to uh, fill certain parts of Israel with as many people and as many visionaries as possible. Absolutely, and and it's a matter of awareness, it's a matter of mind frame. Um, some people in the past would use terminology of uh, periphery. There was right. the center of the country, which I consider, uh, for those who know the geography of Israel, between uh, Gadara and Chadera, 
um, that longitude, which is about 25% of the landmass of Israel, and it had 75% of the people. So they consider themselves the center, or some consider them the center of the country and the rest of the periphery, but uh, um, it has a certain connotation, the periphery, uh, that they, they are in need of, of us, but it's actually the other way around. We are all in need of the people living outside those lines because they are really, uh, um, like you say, the pioneers. And they are securing our future because we cannot stay in such a small parcel of land. Uh, the country can't survive that way. So basically, JNF embarked on uh, uh, this ambitious uh, mission of bringing, expanding that population growth to the north and south. And it is our job to help these pioneers uh, secure our future. So that's what JNF is doing today. Well, that's certainly one aspect of the big vision. The other one is uh, something that... Uh uh, that you that you said rather quickly, but I want to emphasize for this audience, and that is that there are so many areas of life in Israel that JNF is involved in, and it seems that they get more and more involved in more and more of those areas of life uh, as time goes by, whether it's, as you mentioned, the special needs community, uh, whether it's building infrastructure and being concerned not just with infrastructure in terms of housing, playgrounds, parks, etc., but real infrastructure <laughs> in terms of water, electricity, and things that are absolutely necessary for a town to be founded or a, you know, a city to expand. So we should mention that uh, part of that big vision is literally to make sure that people in Israel, as they uh, start to move to different areas and, and really populate certain cities, have the absolute basics that they need in order to establish and expand those areas. Yeah, uh, absolutely. If you want to move a million people, you have to make <laughs> it enticing, and they deserve uh, to have what everyone else has. So... We're talking about a lateral thrust to improve uh, the education, health care, right. tourism, job opportunities. So everything beyond the infrastructure, which is the basics, and housing, and parks, and recreation. Basically, that you could check off every box when you're considering where to live. And we all know the, 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 the cost of, of, and the price of housing and then getting an apartment in Israel, if you're in the center, is, is um, off the charts. It's like living in Manhattan. And, and we want to make it viable and feasible for people and, and, and for them to have the, the comfort level of moving uh, anywhere in the country. So, so we're doing all of that. With that said, we always try to find, I would say, what the power multiplier would be or that extra um, secret sauce, if you will, to make places um, uh, to have the game changer. And we're embarking on some... Uh, you know, besides the infrastructure and healthcare and everything I just mentioned, uh, in every area we try to find uh, the, what we perceive to be the catalyst uh, for growth. And uh, I'll give some examples. Uh, for instance, in the Upper Eastern Galilee, uh, the main city in the Upper Eastern Galilee, again, strategic area for, for, for the national security of Israel, for the border with Lebanon, now with Syria, uh, close to the Golan Heights, um, Kiryat Shona. Kiryashwana right. is a major city there. When I say major city, we're talking about a town of maybe 24,000 people that for decades has been experiencing uh, negative migration. People have been leaving, and young people, the first opportunity they have, have been leaving Kiryashwana. And JNF tried to figure out what can we do to reverse that paradigm and have people come rather than leave. So we started investing heavily in Kiryashwana, and it turns out Kiyachwana is the hub for the entire Upper Eastern Galilee, which is the breadbasket of Israel. Forty percent of uh, um, the raw material and resources for food in Israel comes from the Upper Eastern Galilee. Not wow. only that, uh, um, the diversity 
of food because of the the the, the Israeli uh, demographics because we're such a um, I would say a, an interesting mix of nationalities and people who came the Olim the, the migration to Israel from so many places North Africa and Middle East and and Europe and United States and Russia uh, food in Israel is fascinating it happens to be delicious not that I'm objective but people are coming from all over the world and saying so so I guess uh, uh, there's a consensus. And what JNS has done with that is put those, we connected those dots, and among other things that we're doing in Kiratshmo now, we are now uh, opening a culinary academy. Wow. Where we're going to train chefs. Uh, it will be like the Cordon Bleu of the Middle East. We're doing it in conjunction probably with Drexel University from the States and with its El Chai College uh, that's adjacent to there in Israel. So there will be accreditation. Uh, we are going to train uh, chefs, there will be workshops, it's going to be this whole culinary village, if you will, which will infuse employment, it will bring uh, uh, culinary tourism, which is becoming big in Israel, and this should be that game changer for demographic growth in Kiryatshmona. Eric, I, I've got, I, I, I want to say this with as much respect as possible for the leadership of Israel. I think the government of Israel owes JNF a tremendous debt of gratitude for everything that they're doing. In in, uh, in building the land and making sure that these cities are being developed the way they are, um, not not to hold the prime minister's feet to the fire on this issue, but I would I would think they've expressed their gratitude to the organization countless times. I, I agree. Uh, they happen to agree. They have <laughs> uh, expressed this gratitude on multiple occasions. I don't envy them and and their jobs. I well, also happen to love what I'm doing, and uh, uh, there's no better job than to be with uh, JNF, especially on the ground here. Well, but uh, 100%. It's it, it is very appreciated today. It is recognized that uh, the Negev and Galil would not be anywhere near where they are uh, without JNF and and. Another classic example to illustrate that is the city of Beersheba. Of course. Um, the city of Beersheba is experiencing a major uh, boom. I would say 20 years ago, people stopped in Beersheba to get uh, uh, gas for their car <laughs> and maybe a falafel on their way down to Elad. And uh, today, Beersheba is the largest touring city in Israel. They're about to, uh, uh, they're embarking now on uh, uh, building 20,000 housing units, which is going to bring an additional 80,000 people to Beersheba. That's the entire equivalent of the city of Farsava. So by Israeli standards, that's huge. And in Beersheba, uh, JNS has done a lot. And I would say the crown jewel of uh, what we're working on today to capitalize basically on everything that we've done in Beersheba and to make sure that we continue that momentum is that we're opening now a, a international global Jewry uh, Zionist village in Beersheba where we're going to have the Alexander, an additional campus of the Alexander Musk High School in Israel. We're going to have people who want to do uh, a Zionist uh, um, studies, adult studies, in Zionism, like a postdoc in Zionism. People who want to come for an internship in technology for a gap year program. Beersheba is becoming the cyber capital of the year, so we want to offer people, all these people coming to the village for Israel experiences, long and short, will come to this Zionist village in Beersheba. Unbelievable. 
unbelievable. I cannot wait to sit down with you in Jerusalem and hear more and more. And you were right. We could do this for days because it's endless, the number of projects you're involved with and how many different things JNF is doing in Israel. Eric Michelson is Chief Israel Officer. Uh, we're going to continue to spread the message here and ask everyone in this area and on this side of the world to continue to support the efforts of JNF. They can go to jnf.org to do that, especially now toward the end of the year. And uh, on your end, I'm sure you and your staff will continue to work very hard to continue this mission, this vision, and all of these wonderful projects. Eric, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you very much. Great being here, Nathan. JM in the AM on a very special Thursday morning broadcast. Um, I think we could have done the entire show this morning with Eric Michelson just now. And I say that uh, in all earnest because uh, the number of things he told us that are going on in Israel under the JNF umbrella is simply remarkable. We talk about unity. We talk about brotherhood. Here's an opportunity for all of us to support the great work of JNF. Choose one of the things Eric just spoke about and uh, make a dedication. Um, give a nice donation. Establish some type of um, a connection to Israel especially for those of us who are still here in the U.S. Uh, contact JNF on their website, jnf.org. Again, that's jnf.org. And we'll talk more about specifically those who are in Jersey and those who are here on Long Island, how to get involved uh, directly in the uh, chapters that are, um, that are established in those areas. All right, quick song and back with more. Yoel Rosby, who we, of course, have had on the air before, is going to join us also from Jerusalem. Another one of my favorite topics, Going North. Going South, or more accurately, Going North and Blueprint Negev. We'll speak about those coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Shalshelis with Yibane Hamikdash. We're with the Jewish National Fund. We actually have the uh, Jewish National Fund Stucca box, the charity box here in front of us. How do you like that? It's here as part of our... Uh, it's here as part of the decor of our um, set, our mobile studio here at Gotta Get a Bagel. We also have a tulip made of pieces of a rocket that was sent from the enemy to the city of Steyrode, I assume, right? They're, they're always doing these unique uh, artistic projects with metal, with metal from rockets. It's amazing what they do and what a message it is taking the rockets and turning them into something beautiful, useful, and noteworthy. Uh, well, Yoel Rosby is with us live via telephone. Yoel's been with us before. We love talking about this topic of going north and blueprint Negev and uh, what it's like to deal with tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people who have this desire to uh, expand the presence in the land of Israel and the state of Israel. Yoel Rosby is Initiatives Coordinator for JNF in Israel. He's located in Jerusalem. Yoel, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. I appreciate that very much, and I can only imagine how well these projects are going. Uh, you are, you know, you could have a project, and you could tell people that you'd like to see uh, more presence in the north and more presence in the Negev. But without those pioneers, without those young and old who are willing to make the move, the uh, entire project would be impossible to implement. What's it like working with those pioneers and seeing that pioneering spirit on a regular basis? Uh, you, you hit right at the gut there. First of all, you could not be more correct. It is an honor and a pleasure to work uh, with our lay leadership and our executive management here at JNF and the JNF family. We have over 736 active initiatives wow. throughout the land of Israel. And it's funny you say the word pioneers, and, and you couldn't be more correct on that also. I like to call them 2018 pioneers, almost 2019. <laughs> you know, when you look at the brick and mortar of what we're doing, you have to take a step back and ask yourself, what is the true resource of our people? What is the true resource of the land of Israel? And the answer is, is simple. Yiddishkeit itself, the Jewish people themselves, our soul, our neshama, and the land of, of Eretz Israel, Israel, is everything. And that's all we have to do in the JNF, the Jewish people, the diaspora, and all around the world, of course, is just harness that and take it and leverage it to uh, continue the beautiful startup nation that is 70 years young and has many, many generations of beautiful, prosperous future. And that's what we're doing. Uh, I mean, we just heard from Eric about the Culinary Institute yeah. and the Global <laughs> Zionist Village. That these was are, great. These are groundbreaking, <laughs> but if you look at it from a step back, it's about perception, like you said. You know, if you tell someone from uh, the Upper East Side to move to Boston, New Hampshire, they'll probably ask you, is that on the map? Right. Or if you ask the people in Boston, New Hampshire, and they'll say this is the most beautiful oasis in the world, and it's about perception. 
So all we need to do is connect the dots between Startup Nation that we have going for us, that the world knows us for, that countries that have never spoken to us for various reasons are now talking to us and working with us and trading with us, and just show them that if we harness a little bit more of our natural resources here in Israel, mainly the people, uh, the future is endless. And the example you just gave is so amazing because uh, you, you proposed to somebody here, as you just said, you know, switch cities in America and they have no desire to do it. There, you're dealing with people who have the desire already. They just need to know what to do. They just need to know, you know, okay, procedurally now, how do I proceed in order to make this happen? And you guys, of course, have put all of that in place and you give them the opportunities to go north, to go to the Negev. And once they find out all the details, they're ready to do it because that spirit is already there. It, it, it's so true. I made Aliyah from Chicago in 1998. I got a hot pretzel in the old terminal, and they told me good luck. My <laughs> wife made Aliyah from Queens, New York, with Nefesh Benefesh, one of our JNF partners, right. in 2009. And she was greeted with a warm hug, and it's just so, it's, you can see the transition. That's my personal Aliyah story. You see the transition and the beautiful development of country that we are in, live in today. Uh, slowly but surely, the people that say customer service is the only thing that Israel can do are suddenly, slowly but surely being proved wrong. And, and that's how we do it. We harness the resource in Israel with our partnerships throughout the country, with the mayors, the municipalities, the ministers, and the government that we're working with, because we're not here to replace them. We're just here to lend a helping hand. And that is exactly what every single JNF supporter, every single lay leader, every single person that's willing to roll up their sleeves and get to work with us is doing lending a helping hand to those pioneers that are on the frontier. But if you ask them, where do you live? They don't even know what the word frontier is because they say, this is home. This is not somewhere Yoel, that can consider a frontier. Oh, that's for sure. Yoel, uh, give, give me a good example, um, a, a town maybe or a little area that's being developed both north and Negev that we have not yet mentioned on this morning's show, give me a good example of uh, where we'd be really proud that a group of people has decided to move to or that's, you know, a, a small town that's really developing in both areas. I mean, it's simple. I'll give you the city of Arad. Hmm. The city of Arad, uh, its future, its history, you, you can Google. We don't have enough time here, but in <laughs> short, uh, uh, let's just say low social economic individuals that were moving and making Aliyah a living designer's dream but just didn't have the means to fulfill to its, uh, uh, to its fullest, uh, let's just say, were, were placed in Arad. It was, it was a factory town. It was a town that uh, slowly but surely uh, negative growth, as they say, and uh, uh, new leadership came in, and we partnered with them slowly but surely, and not only is, are we building one of the most gorgeous central parks there, but also slowly but surely they're building up from themselves because they're realizing that people from around the world believe in them. And they're like, wait, it's this guy from Brooklyn, New York, and that Long Island, and Mrs. Schwartz from Brooklyn believe in us. Why shouldn't we believe in us? And now the first racetrack, the Formula One, no <laughs> is in Arad and, uh, and an airfield. That's active and already, the racetrack? And, it, and, wow. and this, and this is slowly but surely, is what we're doing. It's about leveraging the belief and the Zionism. It's called... City of Arad, we believe in you, just believe in yourself. And you see it in Mitzperamon and in Kiryat Shmona and in Be'er Sheva. You know, the famous story is if you ask someone from Be'er Sheva, you ask someone from Tel Aviv, how far is the drive from Tel Aviv to Be'er Sheva? He tells you three hours and 20 minutes. 
When you ask someone from Beersheba how far is the dress to Tel Aviv, they tell you an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> it's the same roads with the same bad Israeli drivers, I know, because I'm one of them. And, and it's about perception. And the next is the Gullinary Institute. We're going to bring chefs from around the world to teach in the Institute because they need to realize that Israel is not a thing of the past. Israel is a thing of the future. Israel is our homeland, and we're going to harness it and beautiful and make sure it has the most beautiful future ever. And uh, and 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 on the way, Al Hadereh, as they say, we're building some projects as well. You're going to have to add some food tours to the uh, JNF travel. Uh, they're on the calendar already, right? Yeah, I knew it. I I'm knew they'd be hungry. Enough, yeah, J- Jody's uh, Jody's confirming that they're already on the calendar because uh, this is one of the hottest areas around, of course, when it comes to trying out food from around the world, and Israel has proven to be at the top of the list for so many people when it comes to that area. Tell me a drop more about this racetrack. Is it active already down there? Oh, it's, it's active. It's active. The uh, Robin is fatality over there. They are uh, they're racing. You have a couple of Israelis that think uh, they know how to drive there. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, it's, it's, it's a sight for... It, it's, it's beautiful. You know why? Because you're driving, and, and then you think this is desert, this is desert, and then suddenly you see it blooming. Uh, piece after piece, and if I would tell you what's going on in the Yair R&D Center, Research and Development Center, in the Central Arava, that has been one of our flagship pieces of Blueprint Negative over the last 10 years, uh, uh, you would see that they're literally creating grains of rice that can withstand drought and floods that may solve some of the issues we have in world hunger. It's not just about building the homeland, it's about making the world a better place. And it's about the most impact you can have for the dollar invested in the land of Israel and the Jewish people. You know, and this is what we're trying to do. You know, Yoel, we, we emphasize on this show so often how the world is now coming to the feet, thank God, of, of Israel. How, uh, you know, world leaders are dying for oh, for meetings with the prime minister and they are so desperate for technology you just mentioned uh, you know hunger prevention measures imagine how many you know countries are desperate for that type of technology uh we have to recognize that it's not just uh it's not not only the citizens of israel but organized efforts like jnf that that fund all these projects and are able to uh, bring these types of projects to fruition and these are some of the things that the world like the water of course that is so you know so well known uh, the water technology, these are some of the things that the world is desperate for. Uh, it, it, you couldn't be more correct. The water mission, our H2O mission, our Jewish National Fund water mission that comes from all around the United States, comes here, meets with their counterparts and professionals in the field, uh, are simply blown away. Uh, the the uh, faculty fellowship where we have professors from around the United States, Jews, non-Jews, coming to Israel through the JNF program and learning what the real academic uh, growth of Israel is and what our true intellectual property, so to speak, could be and what it can do for the world, it, it, doors are opening. Not only are they seeing the real Jewish people and the real Israel, they're also creating partnerships and they're starting working on studies and, and trials together. And this is just the beginning. Amazing. This is just the beginning. Amazing. Yoel Rosby, Initiatives Coordinator in Israel, located in Jerusalem with JNF, of course. Uh, best regards to those who are going north and south. And thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Great to be here. Have a good day, everyone. Uh, there he is, Yoel Rosby, great guest. Uh, ever, you know, I, I don't know how anybody listening to this show um, it cannot feel what I'm feeling this morning. Already such a, uh, an incredible connection with our brothers and sisters in Israel through the Jewish National Fund. With the work they're doing there is remarkable. It's incredible. We are making a very strong recommendation.
um, that everybody out there who, um, who feels it like we do, uh, donate to the JNF, keep them going, get involved in your local chapters, and we'll talk more about that later on. Go to JNF.org for more information, JNF.org. And by the way, I mentioned just a moment ago about different types of tours. They have every tour of Israel you can imagine. If you're a doctor, they have a special tour for you. If you're a retiree, they have a special tour for you. Uh, for, if you're a major supporter or would like to become one, they have a major tour for you as well. Uh, they, if you're single, if you're single between 30 and 45, JNF has a special tour of Israel for you. So you can check that out uh, at jnf.org slash travel, jnf.org slash travel. More coming up. You're listening to a Thursday morning edition of JM and the AM live from Gotta Get a Bagel, located at 1039 Broadway in Woodmere. And you're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network. In the AM with uh, Ohad and Lovado here on a Thursday morning broadcast. Uh, we're here at uh, Gotta Get a Bagel, which is uh, located on uh, Broadway here in uh, Woodmere. And uh, we're with JNF, we're with the Jewish National Fund. And we have some amazing guests all through the morning who are going to be joining us here. And we have amazing guests from Israel as well. Speaking of which, Yadidia Harush 
is with us. He is the uh, liaison in uh, Chalutza. We get an opportunity <coughs> to talk about life on the border and to relive a wonderful radio experience that we had in Stayrot, uh just a few years ago, in the, literally during the summer of 2014 when we were there with JNF and participated uh, in a Hachnasa Sefer Torah and uh, saw the situation up close and personal, including the... Um, the uh, secure playground that had to be built, etc., etc. You did your shalom, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, Javier. How are you? Good morning. Always wonderful to speak with you. Tell me how things are. We're always concerned about the proximity that you and your neighbors are, unfortunately, to the enemy and the way the enemy likes to remind you that they're right next door. Tell us how things are today. Same here, thank you. Well, right on the moment, it's been quiet for the past few weeks, but, um, you know, as we say in our area, when you go to the Luna Park and you get on the roller coaster, <laughs> one day or one moment you're on the top and one moment you're on the bottom, and the next moment you'll be upside down. <laughs> so right now we are straight on the, on the ground, uh, continuing our work full force, and um, thank God it's been quiet for the past few weeks. Baruch you know, Hashem. A couple of weeks ago, we had yeah. uh, the craziness with uh, the last escalation with over 500 rockets that hit our area. And uh, obviously the uh, challenging summer that we have been dealing with, with the kite fires, balloons, rockets, etc. Oh, there's no question about it. We know and we're certainly concerned. Uh, you know, one of the things that... Um, one of the wonderful things about JNF's presence in Israel is that when a a crisis has to have a response, uh, when a specific type of uh, equipment or playground, I'm trying to think of the right words, uh, precautions, anything that needs to be done uh, to secure your area, they're there for you. Can you give us some examples of some of the things that JNF has done in the area uh, to help the community? You know, I, w- I always say that there are many, many organizations, thank God, that operate here in Israel, in America, all do such great work. And in times of escalation, I get in, into my email box so many great emails of so many great causes that are being fundraised for uh, in our area. One thing I could say about Jewish National Fund, Jewish National Fund doesn't just pop up whenever there is a crisis or whenever there is a rocket. Jewish National Fund doesn't take advantage in a way of our situation. Jewish National Fund is with us for the past decade. When we stood up on the t- uh, hilltops, the sand dunes hilltops of Halutza, when nothing was there, just sand, after being evacuated from our, from our homes in Gush Katif, yeah. and they saw what we saw, and they've been sharing the same vision and same path of building our area from scratch since 2005, and uh, whenever we go through uh, an escalation, then obviously Jewish National Fund is our natural partner who's been building with us uh, the area. And the most amazing thing for us is that Jewish National Fund doesn't just tell us what they want to do. They ask us what we need, and then together we brainstorm 
of how to make it the best way possible. I'll give an example. And then before you in give the, before you give the example, I just have to emphasize: thirteen years. People don't realize it's thirteen years that that's happening. That's a long time already. And a lot of times these t- partnership okay. these a lot of times these partnerships begin to evaporate. You know, as these types of situations linger on. But just the opposite is happening in this case. JNF continues to be by your side. Yes. Yes, that's, uh, of course, that's no question, and uh, we see it here, we live with it. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of the strongest, it's the strongest partnership uh, that we have in, uh, in our area. Uh, it even equals, and sometimes even more than the government, as uh, <laughs> strange as it sounds, you know, Jewish National Fund for us is crucial for the continuation and the success of our community. In the past summer, we uh, we decided to uh, double the size of our high school for boys in the community of Nafe. And in order for us to double the size, we needed some, uh, it's a dormitory school, and obviously we needed a, ba- a, a large bomb shelter that will uh, meet the requirements of uh, the Ministry of Education in order for them to allow us to uh, open a, a second class in each grade in our high school. And in order for that, we needed to build these bomb shelters. It was not cheap. It was over $150,000 a bomb shelter. And when I called up the Jewish National Fund, uh, the first answer was, go ahead, build it. Then we'll take care of the fundraising aspect for it. And for us, it's huge. It's huge that when we need something, we go to our natural partners. We needed, you know, we had over 45 families who came to our area this this past summer, three small communities, you know, to receive 45 new families is big. And uh, some of the families needed the bomb shelter for their uh, uh, site, uh, for their uh, temporary house. Obviously, our, uh, our, uh, our firefighters, you know, in our area uh, were not able to get to all the fires. So we needed um, you know, fire wagons. We didn't even know we need those fire wagons, but you saw some said. You need it. We know you need it. And a week later, we got a, a very, very <laughs> hectic phone call from the head of the security saying, oh, my God, we need firefighters' equipment. We need, we need this fire wagon. They're profits. Can you get a fire wagon? <laughs> but they were already on the way, you know, uh, because Susan Safan saw it. They had the experience. They had the experience from Bush and beyond. And they saw something that we didn't see because they, as I said, they, are, they operate all over the country, not just uh, not just in Haluta. They, I, I think today... Every Israeli benefits from the work, the amazing work that Shushan Shafan is doing. Yeah, you did. Yeah, uh, they are prophets. It sounds like they are. They are able to predict uh, what some of the needs are going to be, as you just experienced. Uh, we got to wrap up, but I, I just quickly, very quickly, how amazing is it? As as you talk about forty-five families moving in, how amazing is it that in dangerous areas of the world, families would never consider, you know, actively pursuing to move to those areas, and where you are, it's just the opposite. The Jewish people say in droves, you know, it may be dangerous, we don't care, we're moving and we're building. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. And today, today, as we're speaking, in one hour, at 2.30, it's actually a, a, almost a half hour from now, we're going to do a, a, a corner from Lake ceremony for our new event hall in Shlomit, <laughs> for our chicken coops in, uh, in Nafe, where we have the Minister of Agriculture coming, to a lay court, a cornerstone lay uh, ceremony for the chicken cooks in our area. Exciting things are happening. 
You know, uh, we're doing a lot of things uh, to develop the area. And believe me, now, the next time you come to Israel, <laughs> you'll visit Chalutah, you'll see many new families. And thank God, Bezrat uh, Hashem, it will be an area of 15,000 people. And while the other side is uh, building tunnels and uh, rockets, you know, Hamas and the terrorists, we are here, we're Am Israel and Am Israel High. We're going to continue the Jews from Israel and the diaspora to build strongly, at home for our people. You did your Thank you so much. Thank you so much, and have a great day. Thursday morning broadcast, it is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, on the web, at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app, we're at 1039 Broadway in Woodmere at Gotta Get a Bagel. Thank you to Joel, our host here at Gotta Get a Bagel, and uh, we will continue with plenty more. We will meet Sharona Thal, who is Long Island Campaign Executive for JNF, and we will discuss getting involved in the organization. We do remind you that it's December 20th, 10 days away from the end of the year. We are recommending very strongly that everyone make donations, big and small, to JNF. Go to JNF.org, JNF.org. This is, after all, the time of year to really establish a greater connection between us and our brothers and sisters in Israel. You're listening to JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with 8th Day, live from Gotta Get a Bagel here in Woodmere. I want to thank Jody Bodner for uh, arranging for us to be here uh, from J.N.F. I think um, I think Jody's convinced herself that um, once I'm finished with my radio career, I should become a spokesman for J.N.F. I think that. I think I found my calling, everybody, <laughs> because I am very enthusiastic about everything we're discussing this morning, and for good reason. We uh, have a role. We have a, a, a partnership. We have a uh, we have a part in uh, building the state of Israel and continuing to build it. And after seventy years, one might think, "What? There's still building going on. It's still necessary to expand the land and the uh, and the Jewish presence in the land." The answer is, of course, yes. Well, one of the people who is, who is in fact, working with JNF at this point <laughs> and did not have to leave her radio career to do it is Sharona Thal. Sharona is campaign executive here on Long Island. And um, first of all, thank you for welcoming us to Long Island. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Uh, this uh, has the potential to be an amazing hub of support for Israel and for JNF, that's for sure. Absolutely. How long have you been in this uh, position? So I've been with JNF just over two years, but I've been a campaign executive in the five towns and in Long Island since uh, Pesach. So. And what has the reaction been in the five towns and Long Island? Are there people who are ready to make a commitment to help grow the organization? So it's been awesome. I mean, this is a, an incredible community, as you know. Right, that's um, true. We are a wonderful philanthropic and, uh, and really committed community. Um, but I am definitely uh, encouraged and excited to get JNF more on the forefront of, uh, of the five towns. Anything we could do to help with that, believe me, we will do, because uh, we know how important the organization is. Just the first hour this morning, which, of course concentrated on people who are based in Israel, just the first hour this morning uh, gave us, I don't know, 20, 30 different projects <laughs> that somehow made, it, made their way into our conversations that are going on. And that might be, by the way, the most difficult part of all this is keeping track of everything that JNF is doing. So we do. What I like to say is that uh, JNF is really the one-stop shop yeah, you know, for, for sure. Israel. So, you know, there, there are so many projects, but one of the exciting things is is that basically anything that you want to do in Israel, JNF does. So if you're into water, if you're into special needs, if you're into trees, certainly. Um, if, if you're, you're into, into firefighting. If you're into firefighting, if heard. you're into R&D, <laughs> right. JNF is the place for you to... And uh, education. And education, absolutely. It really is amazing. Um, Sharona Thal is with us, Long Island Campaign Executive. Uh, we're so we're talking about uh, helping people understand why JNF should be such a priority for them. It is 10 days before the end of the year. We're encouraging our listeners to give as generously as possible to JNF uh, to try to include it in their list of charities. Um, I believe it's an amazing way to connect with Israel. I'm sure as you meet more and more people who are more and more involved, they even though they're not living there, they feel a tremendous kinship to Israel. Absolutely. So the exciting part is, you know, with my job is that I 
everyone here loves Israel. We all love Israel, and we all have something that is, you know, connects us to, to Israel in whatever way we feel. Um, and when I, you know, I'm able to present our, our programs and our projects and our partners, and something always speaks to someone. Um, and uh, absolutely, I need more people to get involved, and I definitely want people as year-end to consider uh, giving to JNF. 100%, time. and then we're going to keep encouraging them. All right, Long Island JNF Women for Israel. Tell us what that's about. So this has been really one of my, uh, my favorite parts of what I'm doing. Um, women really are, you know, strong and and uh, and powerful, and we do great things, and uh, tend to lead the family in in, in the decisions that uh, that we make, certainly financially and, uh, and otherwise. Um, so I've really had the opportunity to get to meet some incredibly uh, strong, like-minded, philanthropic women, um, and create this Women for Israel, both on the North Shore and the South Shore. Um, we've done some really fun events that just kind of bring us together um, as a group. We've had a great uh, paint and taste night where we, uh, we tasted wines from all over Israel, uh, learned about those regions. We had uh, on Giving Tuesday not too long ago, we had this amazing spin class, which was called Spin Through Israel. <laughs> so uh, while we burned all the calories that we had here at uh, Gotta Get a Bagel, we sat on our spin bikes, we listened to incredible Israeli music, and we actually had beautiful... Um, videos in front of us so you actually felt like you were uh, spinning great. through Israel. Um, and I encourage women to get involved, um, to join what we're doing, to learn about the different projects we have in Israel. We have two amazing events coming up. They are. Um, so in February, um, on the North Shore, we're going to be having Talit Sur, who's our chief Israel emissary and who is fascinating, um, have a parlor meeting of sorts talking about women and water. Um, obviously, you know, water is quite an issue in Israel, um, and it is sh the way that Tali is able to present it to us um, is, in, is in a really fun and uh, educational but inspiring way. Nice. Um, so that'll be in February, and I'll get you guys sure. some information. And then March uh, is Jewish Disabilities Month. Uh, this is something that is, is near and dear to me. And it's amazing how many people don't even realize the role JNF plays in this area. So it's real, it really is amazing. I, I know that a lot of people, you know, you think of JNF, you think mm -hmm. of trees, you think of our blue box. And a hundred um, other things, but most people don't think things. of the disabled. So we have a really strong, incredible, one of my uh, favorite parts amongst many, um, uh, special needs and disabilities task force. Uh, we do everything from um, have special in uniform, which is incorporating special needs individuals into the army in Israel. One of the Israel. best programs in Israel it's that everyone can't help but smile every time they see it. Correct. And if actually, if you ever go to Israel, oh. let me know and I'll and No I'll other country has it, by the way, that we know of. Correct. Um, we have Lotem, which is a nature uh, preserve, which is uh, open to people with all abilities and disabilities. Right. Um, we have Grow Feet, which is an incredible mm. riding academy for individuals. Oh, right, of course. So, um, so Led by a wonderful uh, person we've spoken to on the air. Right? Awesome, awesome, right. awesome. So March is Jewish Disabilities Month. Right. Um, my Women for Israel group, and I encourage you all to come, is having a pre-Passover boutique <laughs> along with an incredible speaker who is at our JNF National Conference named Izzy Azigui. Izzy is a one-armed sharpshooter. Yes, we saw him at uh, we saw him at the FIDF dinner, right? He speaks He's everywhere. He's amazing. Awesome. He's amazing. So His family's amazing. They're great. Yeah. So he uh, he's he's a lot of fun. He's great to listen to. He'll be our speaker on March 26th. Um, at Kulanu, at the Kulanu building 
Cedarhurst. So come on. That's a great partnership right there. It's a great partnership. Uh, So you can come do a little Pesach shopping and then. uh, And he makes a lot of fun of his own situation. He's He's incredible. He really. He's a lot of fun. He is a lot lot of fun. fun. That's great. All right. A lot of things going on. A lot of things going on. Uh, Sharona's email, S. Uh, S. Thal, T H A L L at J N F dot org, and you can call the office at 516 678 6805. All the information, of course, is up on the uh, website. Uh, for, for a moment, because I know Carrie's going to be joining us at, at some point, um, um, but we'll, I, I guess we'll go into more detail when Absolutely. she's on. We'll go into Carrie's more detail about the. Carrie's my president, and she'll be happy to fill Right, she'll do the lay leader aspect of the she whole JNF for women. You got it. If she's as enthusiastic about it as you are, then we're in good shape, I to say the least. I got some great women, and I can use some more. That's wonderful. All right, so everybody out there, uh, this is something that uh, we've always encouraged everyone to do in every community, and that's get involved with JNF and to continue this amazing bridge that they've created between Israel and the diaspora. And now on Long Island, it looks like it's as active as ever. It so. is, and, and I really encourage everyone to get in touch with me, and uh, we'll definitely connect you to something that speaks to you and that you'll be proud to be involved. You know, there's a large Jewish community out here in Long Island. You know about that. We've got a few. You know, you have tremendous potential out here. Absolutely. And if we could be of any help, you make sure to let us know. Thank you so much. All right, Sharota, thank you very much. Thank you for hosting us here today. And uh, we are in Woodmere. We're at Gotta Get a Bagel at 1039 Broadway, everybody. You can stop by, certainly, and you can be part of this radio broadcast. Uh, We also encourage everybody to give as generously as possible. Have you checked the calendar? December 20th. That means just a few days left to 2018. And JNF is one of the amazing causes uh, that we encourage you to um, uh, participate in and to give to. Um, year-end donations are, uh, are much appreciated. Go to JNF.org, JNF.org, and participate in that manner. More coming up. It is a Thursday at JM in the AM. Later today, starting at 11 a.m., we're going to be at Achiezer on on Central Avenue, I forgot the name of the street, Central Avenue in Cedarhurst, Central Avenue in Cedarhurst starting, right, Bathurst, that's what it is, it's Bathurst <laughs> Avenue, uh, up in Toronto, uh, Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. Meanwhile, we're with the Jewish National Fund with plenty more guests coming up and a lot of action at Gotta Get a Bagel in Woodmere, keep it here at JM in the AM. <laughs>
J.M. in the A.M. with our friends from J.N.F. That's, of course, Yaakov Shweki. We're here at Gotta Get a Bagel on Long Island. Well, moments ago when Sharona was on the air, um, during one of our uh, exchanges, we started just bouncing around some of the things that J.N.F. does, and the word education was mentioned, and all of a sudden, Stephanie Fight's arms went into the air, as if big victory, we got a very important mention just now. On JM and the AM. Stephanie is Long Island Israel Program's admissions director. There, is, there are many discussions that we could have with her, and all of them are in the field of education. Good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Yet another one of those topics that not everybody associates with JNF. A hundred percent. Really, before I even started at JNF, I did not realize <laughs> they had a whole education department. And actually, JNF is the single largest provider of Israel engagement programs in the country. That so I didn't know. Who knew, right? That I didn't know. I did not know that either until I started here. So we're doing a lot in the education sphere, especially because everyone's so concerned right now about the next generation. Right. How are we you know, making sure the next generation supports Israel and loves Israel? And we're working really hard on that. All right. So there's really two. I mean, there are many aspects, and we're going to get to as many as we can. But there's really two general areas. One is... JNF support for education in Israel, right? And the other is, I guess, JNF's encouragement of people outside of Israel to go to Israel for part of their education, right? That would be sure. the, really the two ways of putting it. Yes. Yeah, so we are really focused, my department is really focused on educating here right. and engaging students here in type of Israel education. Nice. And it's divided into sort of three sections. We say three portions of their you know, students' life cycle because we really believe in engaging people what we call from blue box to boardroom. And that means, you know, from when they're really young and learning about tzedakah. I have an almost three-year-old, and she's obsessed right now with putting coins in the tzedakah box. You know, let's make it a JNF tzedakah mm -hmm. box. And then we, you know, bring programs to their synagogues, to their schools, day schools, religious schools, JCCs, fun programming that teaches them about Israel, teaches them about JNF's work in Israel. So they start making that association early. And then we bring them to Israel in high school, which we'll talk about, engage them on campus, hopefully have them join JNF Future, and then sit on a board. So this, so for us, is really a third area. This is not, you know, this is not education in Israel itself, right. or only, you know, asking gap year students or others in high school to spend some time in Israel. This is a strong 
education effort about Israel happening in the United States. 100%. Even I could be educated about something. You see that? Because I didn't realize that this effort was as strong. And even you mentioned that you had not realized it years back. Stephanie Feit is with us. All right, so let's start. The the K through 8, you just mentioned that, uh, you know, uh, whatever could be done in terms of uh, incorporating the JNF and Israel experience into a youngster's life, you're, you're ready to do that. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, we're in synagogues, right. in schools, bringing just fun, engaging programming. For example, I have this map of Israel that's, you know, 20 feet long and six feet wide, and the kids see it, and they're just excited. Yeah, we don't realize the impact that that has on them. Exactly. We have Barbat Mitzvah programs, right. because if someone wants to do a mitzvah project, we say, you know, why not do it through JNF? Because as Sharona mentioned, there's something for everyone. You know, right. you find something that you're passionate about, we can probably connect. And we've had that. We've actually had parents and and students on the air. All this is now coming back to me. Who have dedicated, uh, you know, funds and and uh-huh. their bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah projects specifically to one area of JNF's activities 100%. in Israel. It's so they great. can do that and they can uh, uh, explore that. All right. So now we've gotten up to the 12 and 13 year old uh, level. So I guess next we speak about the Alexander Mus High School in Israel. I was yeah. amazed to hear. How many American kids take advantage of the opportunity to yeah. be there in Israel? Again, something I did not know about before right. I started at JNF. The Alexander Mus High School in Israel is literally a college prep study abroad program. You know, people talk about going to study abroad in college for a semester. Why not start in high school? Right. It looks amazing on the college application. And also, connecting students with to Israel and bringing them to Israel in college is too late at this point. You know, we want them in Israel in high school. So this is a program where they could spend half a semester, a semester, a summer in Israel doing their general studies program and an Israel studies course and just learning and living in the land. Are they doing this specifically in 9th or 10th, 11th? They could choose whichever semester they want. So they can be there in 10th, 11th, or 12th grade. Very good. Yeah, it's really an exciting thing. I was just there in November bringing back a group. And to see the transformation that these kids went through just from being there eight weeks was incredible. We were planting trees on the last day, because obviously (laughs) we had to end it with planting trees. And people were going around saying why they were planting trees. And a bunch of them said, you know, I'm planting trees to symbolize the connection with the Jewish identity that I now have that I never had before. And that's an amazing thing to hear from you. Now I'm a builder. Now I'm a pioneer. To hear from a 15-year-old. Amazing. It's really exciting. Speaking with Stephanie Feit, all right, the college experience. This might be the most important. Of all the things we've just discussed, this might be the most important of everything because we know what's going on in college campuses. Mm -hmm. And everyone is extremely concerned about BDS, anti-Semitism. So we're saying, how do we fight that? And... There are so many organizations that do great work there, but what we're doing is approaching it through a positively Israel lens, saying how can we engage with the positive? And we do this by bringing fun speakers to campus, whether it be, you know, we just had Titi Aina, who is the first Ethiopian Miss Israel. Wow. She came and did oh, a campus yeah, tour. Right. She came and spoke to different people on campuses across the country, and it was amazing. People love her. Um, we have, you know, small things, whether it be JNF Lunch and Learns, just to speak with students. Obviously, Tubishva is always a big time for us. You know, whether it be just hanging out, eating dried fruit together, or doing a Tubishvat Seder on campus. And then we also have trips to Israel. So next week, we have our alternative winter break leaving, sold out. I think we have three buses going. And they're just spending a week in Israel doing volunteer work at JNF sites. Um, we have a trip for non-Jewish student leaders, our Caravan for Democracy, where we take 80 leaders from across the country to Israel with the goal of just having them come back with more questions than they had when they left. Well, that is, and hopefully some answers as well, frankly. Yes. 
uh, that might be, again, one of the most important aspects of all this. Now, how does one do that? How does, what do they... Are they applying for just 80 slots and there are many other applicants who are rejected? How does yeah, it work? Yeah, the caravan one, um, we hope that our students who are, you know, engaged with JNF already, they tell us, you know, oh, my student government president or this student senator, right. they would be great. They should apply. So they talk to them, they apply, and then they go through a very rigorous application process. Because I think that there are people listening right now that would want to sponsor a program like that. Uh, I think that there are people in this audience sophisticated enough to know that one of the most important things we could do for Israel's future, and everyone listen carefully to how I'm putting this, for Israel's future is taking non-Jewish student leaders to Israel and giving them a correct impression of Israel as early as possible. And um, it, this is happening, what, every year during every the Every year. During and we're this, always, yeah, during this, this January year, break. Right. Um, and we're always looking for more sponsors because we want to take as many students as possible. Yeah, I would assume that some are rejected for that reason. Uh, a lot of them, unfortunately. Yeah. And these are great candidates. You know, everyone's so great. You want to bring everyone, but we just don't have I mean, these are the journalists of tomorrow. These 100%. Are the, the senators. The senators. You know, future the president. In, in, correct. Political know. leaders, influential people in their own communities. Um, and speaking of, you know, sending important people, we also have a faculty fellowship. Most people don't think about the fact that the faculty members are staying on campus a lot longer than the students, and they're shaping the conversations on campus. So let's send them to Israel as well. 100%. So we have a faculty fellowship program as well. There is a lot of work to be done. Oh, yeah. There is a lot of work to be done. Um, everybody out there, you have an opportunity to, to support this great work. And specifically, um, you could be in touch with JNF if you want to explore... Uh, sponsoring college students, college leaders to get to Israel on these fact-finding missions. I would assume that of the 80, none of them have been to Israel before. Would that be a good assumption? A pretty good assumption. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if one has, right. that's a real exception. Yeah. So it's not just, it's not just a fact-finding mission and getting a certain impression of Israel. It's probably the only time in their youth that they're going to be in Israel. Exactly. So it's really, really important. All right, all of this uh, under the uh, umbrella of uh, Jewish National Fund Education uh, just amazing. When you saw the students in Israel, by the way, Alexander Musk, uh, high school students, we should point out they're from all over the U.S., right? All over the country, yeah. yeah. All over. I had a bunch from Denver, from Florida, Georgia, yeah. New York. Sometimes we uh, point out how incredibly, uh, how inc how even out, <laughs> how do I put this, because we we're so New York-centric so often, but outside of New York, there are so many amazing parents who are doing such a great job instilling Zionist values in their kids, mm -hmm. no matter what their level of observance might or might not be. 100%. And that has to be recognized, and those kids are the ones who end up in Israel for at least a semester, and very often for a lifetime after that. So. Yeah, it's great. Stephanie Fight, I thank you. Thank you. You're doing amazing work. Thank you so much. Stephanie's Long Island Israel Programs Admissions Director, and as you heard, from the very young all the way to college students, they are doing a great job in um, educating people regarding Israel. And it is such an important thing to do. Information about any of this, you can go to the JNF website, jnf.org, jnf.org, and get more information about all of the uh, different programs that we're discussing this morning. Uh, JNF involved in so many different things, and all of them are worthy of support. And now that we're getting toward the end of 2018, Support as generously as you can. More coming up. We're at Gotta Get a Bagel in Woodmere at 1039 Broadway here on Long Island with our friends from the Jewish National Fund and JM in the AM. Oh, no. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Eitan Freilich here on a uh, Thursday morning broadcast. We're on the road like we've been the last couple of days with J.M. in the A.M. Jewish Unity Initiative. No better way to speak about Jewish unity than bridging the gap between our uh, brethren in Israel and the, uh, and the folks here in the diaspora. And today we're doing that with the Jewish National Fund. Go to jnf.org for information. JNF.org for information. Or, uh, and we encourage everybody now as we approach the end of the year to support JNF in as uh, robust a way as possible. How could we possibly come to Woodmere without being welcomed and recognized by the rabbi of the young Israel of Woodmere for the past how many years? Almost 39. Almost 39 years. Rabbi Heshi Billet, what an honor it is to have you back on JM and the AM. Good morning, Rabbi Billet. I, it's, it's really a pleasure to be here. I don't know why I'm not here more often. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> we, we have to make sure you make more appearances here on the broadcast. That's right. At the rate, at the rate you pay, I'll, become a, I'll, I'll be in the poorhouse. <laughs> I see our reputation precedes us, I see. Absolutely. First, <laughs> first of all, how are things at the Young Israel of Woodmere? I was there this morning and doing well. A lot of people come, coming to pray. Obviously, they need a lot of things. So, <laughs> I assume they're praying for health, wealth, and um, nachas from their children, and nachas from JNF. JNF's on everyone's mind. 
And why is that? Why would JNF be on everyone's mind? Because if you care about Israel, you have to care about JNF, especially JNF USA. You know, JNF USA is an independent organization. Right. It's not part of the. It, it, it's it's affiliated with the Greater Karen Kayemet in Israel, but it is an independent organization, and it's a great organization. You know, how many organizations uh, uh, that are so old and uh, so well known have such a high rating by uh, charity monitors? Uh, it's an incredible organization. They do so many important things in Israel. The number of programs, the number of uh, projects that we've already discussed this morning is unbelievable uh, in every area of Israeli life that you can imagine, whether it's uh, expanding Israel through the pioneering efforts of those who want to go north or go south, uh, whether it's all the security concerns that JNF takes care of for many different towns in Israel, education, which we just spent a whole segment on in terms of uh, just trying to educate uh, Jews here in the U.S. about Israel. I mean, the, the, the and there's so many more. I mean, it's just incredible. What was the first involvement you remember about being involved with JNF? My mother. Uh, my mother used to work for JNF on East 69th Street. Is it East 69th Street? Uh, and I, when I was off from school, and uh, my mother didn't want to leave me home alone because I would probably wreck the house, uh, she used to take me to work, and I used to stuff envelopes and uh, seal envelopes, and I used to work uh, at JNF. And I, you know, as a little boy, I remember the blue pushkas, uh, the charity boxes. It was. Uh, and, you know, just fond memories of JNF. It was my first exposure to Israel, per se. Of course, I didn't know what exactly Jewish National Fund meant then. Right. I, I have a much greater understanding today. Um, and uh, as somebody who's been approached by so many different charities over the years and every year, I try to be more and more careful and judicious in my selection of things that are um, responsible in terms of how they uh, use the money that comes in, how much money goes for overhead and how much money goes for um, the, the cause. And I've learned uh, a lot about JNF actually in the last uh, decade. And I've seen um, the, uh, the incredible work that they do. Um, you know, some of the things you, you did not mention this morning, yeah, I don't, I don't please. Know you, you spoke about water. Right. So uh, Avi Orish wrote a book about the in innovation in Israel. And Israel basically, in spite of the fact that we read every day that the, the line by the Kinneret, uh, by the Sea of Galilee, is still too low in spite of the torrential rains they've been getting in Israel. But Israel basically is, a, is independent in terms of water. And a lot of that has to do with the work of JNF. Um, JNF, uh, one wouldn't think that this is an area in JNF, but JNF works with uh, uh, children who are de developmentally disabled. Right. I don't know if you spoke about yes. LOTEM this morning. You sure. did? Okay. Uh, fire. Uh, they had the fires a couple of years ago in Israel, which is the organization that gets all the fire trucks that make sure that they're distributed appropriately and uh, make sure that Israel is as, as sufficient as possible in terms of fighting fires. And fires are not only a function of a hot summer in the Middle East, they're also a function of terrorism. They're also a function of, uh, unfortunately, the, uh, the possibilities of war and rockets that land uh, in the country. And it's uh, JNF that's at the forefront in, in protecting the people of Israel from fires, which is a very, very important thing as well. In front of you is a tulip made from uh, rocket material that landed in Sterot. Uh, because oh, it's growing. Look at that. And imagine there's, that. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a bee made out of rocket material from Sterot that's flying over the tulip. Yeah, it's the, the magic of Woodmere. That's what happens out here. Incredible. Uh, is there a special project that you remember, because I'm sure there are many, a special project from your synagogue where you said, guys, ladies, let's let's purchase something. Let's purchase this and send it to Israel via JNF. Is there anything specific so you remember? We, we've done two things with JNF in our community. One is the fire trucks. 
Um, we gave Gush Etzion their f- first new fire truck in over 30 years. Wow. Um, and uh, we, we, when they had the fires in, um, in Israel a couple of years ago, we, we donated two more fire trucks. We raised a lot of money. Other individuals in our community have been inspired, and they personally have sponsored fire trucks. I would say our community is responsible for about, uh, directly or indirectly, for about 10 fire trucks in Israel. So I'm very proud about that. Um, I have kids who live in Israel, and of course we want our kids to be protected. We want all of our people to be protected. So um, so you've toured areas of Israel that have secure playgrounds that they were built yes, by JNF? Yes, I have toured in, in Stayrot. There's right. a, a, a beautiful play, playground that was uh, built by JNF. It's indoor. It's a... Uh, it's a great facility also. Rocket-proof. Rocket-proof in, in certain parts. Right. In other words, it's a playground where you can easily, within a few seconds, get right. to a safe area in the playground. Yeah, that was, uh, that was built by JNF. Uh, I've taken my, uh, my grandchildren in Israel to see um, the incredible work of JNF. And uh, we've been north and, and south, as you said. I mean, north in the, in the Golan with, with the water and south in the Negev, where they... And Stay Road has also been involved in building... Um, uh, helping build a great facility for um, uh, what's the name of the organization that uh, deals with um, also kids who are developmentally disabled? Ale, Ale, Negev. That's Ale too. You know, you're a great rabbinic leader, Rabbi Billet. And now we're about to. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I'm t- trust me, I'm, I'm giving the affirmation here. You're the son of a rabbi, so that you, you're not, you're not, you're, you're puzzleatus on that. Oh, uh, unfortunately, I, I was thinking you were going to say it's much more meaningful that way, but all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we're about to enter the parshios where uh, the Jewish people eventually will uh, will uh, arrive at their destiny in the uh, land of Israel after a very, very long journey. And earlier this morning, with one of our guests from Israel, we were discussing how isn't it amazing if you try to convince an American to move into a dangerous area or to a remote area of this country from wherever, from the Upper East Side or from wherever, they would be so skeptical and likely would turn down the offer. In Israel, it seems to be just the opposite. The spirit already exists. The pioneering spirit already exists to get to the north, to get to the south, and to even go and be part of the 45 new families in Stay Road, which is amazing with everything that's been going on over the last few months. All they need is the information. All they need is the infrastructure. All they need is the direction of how do we do it. Isn't it amazing how in Israel it's exactly the opposite? Um, well, yes. In Israel, there's a lot of idealism. Uh, I, frankly, in terms of the, the south and parts of the north, uh, there's not enough pioneering spirit. They need a lot more Jews up, up in the north. Um, there is a, an area called the Triangle, the Mishulash, right. which has a, a huge Arab population. And the Arab pop- parts of the Arab population, I shouldn't say all the pa- Arab population, are hostile to Israel. You right. look at the Arab members of the Knesset, uh, they are not good. There are Arabs now who are serving in the IDF, by the way, incredibly courageous people. Uh, so there's a lot of good to say about the um, Arab, the Israeli Arabs, but there's also a lot of concerns. And uh, so, uh, as they say, liahated ha-galil, liahated ha-negev, to uh, Judaize the galil and negev is very, very important in order to, uh, for security concerns and simply to be able to maintain this tiny country, really smaller than New Jersey, as a Jewish state, it's a it's a struggle every day, and you do have a lot of idealistic people. I must I might add, by the way, in America you have idealistic people as well. I mean, Woodmere people had the guts to move to Woodmere, and that that was a tremendous sacrifice that people made. Are any of the people in Woodmere do they have the guts to move to Israel? Uh, some some uh, do some, go. Some people, yes, we have a, a number of, a good number of families that made Aliyah, and their children certainly made Aliyah. Of course, the people when their children <laughs> make Aliyah, <coughs> they go <coughs> they come to the rabbi, and the rabbi tells them to check the mezuzahs. <laughs> Because, you know, they have a big problem. You know, it, the two biggest problems of families and community is, oh, Rabbi, I have a big problem. My kids are making Aliyah. 
Or the other one is they want to stay for Shana Bet for the second year. So I always tell them, check your mezuzahs. You, gotta, you have a big problem. What would our ancestors say, right? Well, what can I tell you? Look, our ancestors had a war. You know, you, you spoke, um, Nachum, about the, the Jews coming to the land of Israel. Right. And one of the things that the Jews are threatened with, my God, is that if you don't do things the right way, if you have Tashamayim, you wouldn't have rain. That's a big concern in Israel. They've had a drought for a good number of years now. And the, the incredible work of JNF has helped. Um, I think God wants us to do that. God wants us to work hard sometimes. It has helped, you know, as I said before, solve the water right. problem. All right, there are a lot of great causes. You want people to certainly pay their synagogue membership. But when it comes to JNF, this is going to be at the top of your list for year-end donations. This is one of your great recommendations that people should make sure to have on their short list, or maybe even long list, of where to donate to, especially this time right. of year. The JNF should be on your list. It's on my list. We try to give a, a for, what, for us, a significant donation every year to JNF, and um, we're proud of that. You know, sometimes people think that the only thing that's important in Israel is uh, Judea and Samaria. And that's very important, uh, but people forget that Israel is a big country and they, Israel has a lot of needs. And JNF really addresses the basic needs. You can't live without water, and, uh, and you can't live under fire. Right. So it's really great. Have you decided how you're going to incorporate JM and the AM in your weekly sermon this Shabbos, or that hasn't come to mind yet? Yes, I decided. I'm actually not going to be in the synagogue this Shabbos. There you go. Uh, My luck. Because my daughter, thank God, who lives in America, unfortunately, uh, one of my daughters, uh, had a baby boy. So we're going, we're going for the Shalom Zachar to, um, to uh, Riverdale. And, but if anyone in Riverdale wants to come and talk to me about JNF, uh, I'll be happy. Or JM and the AM. You'll be or JM and the AM. Certainly JM and the AM. You'll be more than happy to JM discuss it with them. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> Riverdale somewhat, uh, you know, has a, there's a, it is a liberal community in some sections. And JNF, JM and the AM and is very... Um, Pro Judea and Samaria, so I may have to, um, you know, really um, put a with all word the, in. With all the reputations that I've had precede me, that one has, never has been a great concern, frankly. <laughs> a lot of people in Riverdale appreciate the show, Rabbi. Trust me, I'm sure they do. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the show. I, I remember you as a my student, and I said, "This guy will never be anything." <laughs> Is and, that what you said at that time? And look at him! Look at him! He's such a success. So I disproved you. You're saying you 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 disproved me when I was a teacher <laughs> every day. Rabbi Billet, always a pleasure, to say the least. Always a pleasure. And thank okay. you for your support of the Jewish National Fund. Thank you. Nice pleasure to see you again and thank to see you. all the wonderful JNF staff here. More coming up. You're listening to a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM.
pants don't back out. Hashim gave the mitzvah, we bring simcha, the chata makala. We all up follow the herd. Fly like a bird, this is your time for achdus with the achu. For now, has no averas. Yum, keep pouring, never had so much flavor. One God, one name, one arm. From infinity and now to beyond. The most gracious one we love. With praises, we respond, we are. And the ikar is we are. Together like wicks on an air, half dollars. So break free as we will endeavor to make the world follow. We'll endeavor to make the world follow. Kulanu. Everybody, let's go. Kulanu. Travel week for us. Had an amazing day yesterday in Toronto. Part of our Jewish Unity Initiative. Amazing morning so far in Woodmere. Part of our Jewish Unity Initiative. The uh, topic of unity is the is uh, one of the most important topics for us. And in this case, we get to um, continue building the bridge between Israel and our incredible diaspora. Full day of programming here at the Nachum Single Network, including. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Charlie Harari, Unlocking Greatness. 9.30, Michael Fragan with Spin Class. 10 o'clock, it'll be Allison Josephs, Jew in the City Speaks. And at 10.30, with a feature about the Gift of Life Foundation, it'll be Miriam L. Wallach, and that's life, starting at 10.30 Eastern Time. We're on at 11 o'clock from Achiezer. Uh, we'll be at Achiezer from 11 until 1. Throwback Thursday, after our live lunch, is going to be our broadcast from Toronto from yesterday. And don't forget that uh, our kosher.com Toronto broadcast is going to start at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So you'll hear, if you're on the road at the Canadian border and you hear us from Sobeys tonight, don't come to Sobeys because that will have been Monday night, excuse me, Tuesday night show. All right, so keep that in mind. Um... JM in the AM 
live from Gotta Get a Bagel. Where's Joel? We didn't even say hi to Joel this morning. He's so busy. Takes a long, takes a lot of effort to run a place like this, to say the least. He's doing quite a job. All right, we're Gotta Get a Bagel, 1039 Broadway in Woodmere. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM.
Well, we can write a book on the different things that have happened during the radio show in the last 35 years. I don't remember window cleaning being one of them. This may be a first for us that as we do a show. <laughs> we we got to learn our lesson. We got to know what to do with show. Uh, we're with the Jewish National Fund, recommending to everybody to uh, give generously as we approach the end of the year. Go to JNF.org. JNF.org. We have an opportunity to continue to bridge the gap between Israel and the diaspora, and JNF uh, helps us do that every single day of the year. Jason Boker is here. Uh, there we go. Jason, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. I've been told that of all the causes that you are involved with, Jewish National Fund is one of your favorites. It, it certainly is. It's and tell uh, me why that is. Well, you know, if, if you ever visit, well, growing up from day one in, in any type of uh, yeshiva day school in, in, uh, in the States, you, you hear of JNF from, from moment one of planting trees. So, that's right. it. so you, you, you get it early on. So every, everyone knows JNF. But when you actually get to Israel, uh, you know, and, and you see what they do, and you get involved from uh, water procurement in, in in the north and the south, of settling the land, uh, also in the north and the south, the fire trucks that they do, and uh, there's just so many things that, that go on that JNF does. It's so much more than trees, obviously, and it's uh, it's it's just a wonderful organization. It's uh, I, I visited the bomb shelter in Steyrot that they they built. It's just uh, it's amazing what. JNF JNF does um, in Israel. Now, in front of you, yes. do you recognize this tulip right here in front oh, of you? Oh, yes, yes. This is uh, from my good friend. Tell our audience what this tulip is all about. Uh, so, so um, what, when, when actually it, it happened when we went uh, to, to Stay Road one time, uh, my, my, my family and, and my in-laws, Dave, uh, Dave, David and Deborah Siegel, uh, we saw the rocket menorah on top of the Hesda Yeshiva in Stay Road. And it's, it's impressive. It's impressive. It, it's it's really it's. And what a concept, huh? Taking all the you know rocket what? material. We, we just had Hanukkah, and yeah. and 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 the, the menorah is 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 a symbol of light and hope, and to take uh, the destruction that's thrown upon uh, Israel and the people in the south, especially, right. and to turn that into something of, of hope and light and promise and and peace is 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 a wonderful concept. Uh, so when we saw the, the menorah, we actually went down to uh, um, uh, Ralph Fendel introduced us to the artist, right. Yaron Bob, and uh, we became friends right away. Uh, and and we actually commissioned my my in-laws and my and my family commissioned Yaron Bob to come to uh, New York. And in front of Hafter High School, we did a duplicate menorah. It's actually a little bit bigger, but don't tell Ralph Fendel. Uh, don't don't tell Ralph Fendel. <laughs> he, he 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 still has claim to the largest. Did they use it this Hanukkah? We use it every Han. This is the fourth Hanukkah that we've used it. Nice fourth Hanukkah that we. we it's a perfectly kosher menorah that that that's lit every single Hanukkah. And Yaron Bob actually was in town uh, this Hanukkah, and he lit the menorah on on one of the nights also. Oh, that must and, have been cool. Uh, yeah, he, uh, and Yaron Bob he lives in a little settlement called Yated. Which is really on the the, the, the corner of of Egypt, uh, Gaza, and Israel, and 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 the way he came to making the rockets from uh, the, the the missiles is incredible. He was in his workshop one day uh, doing different uh, uh, projects, and, and a missile like landed not 50 feet away from him, and he was and uh, he goes, oh, it's a material shipment. He, <laughs> He, it, it, you know what? He was in shock for about a week or so. Imagine. Couldn't do anything. And then after about a week, he went out and he started playing with the metal of it. And he came up with this concept to turn this symbol of destruction into uh, into into beauty and art. Unbelievable. Yeah. The whole thing's incredible. Jason Boker is with us talking about the Jewish National Fund. Is there, aside from the 
Hanukia, made out of rocket material. What other projects has your family been involved with? Is there a specific area of JNF that you've been gravitating to, or just in general you've um, been a big... Uh, you know, just in general, I mean, uh, one of the things that, that my partner Scott Goldberg uh, and I do every year is we're very involved in the golf, uh, the Long ah, Island golf tournament. Nice. So we've been sponsoring, we've been one of the one of the many sponsors of that every year. That's a great tournament. If you like golf, they always do it at a wonderful place. It's a very well-attended event. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity to get out and see the different people in JNF. You have, you know, JNF is also not just a, uh, you know, a, a religious uh, organization. You really get to meet a broad spectrum of Jewish people that love Israel. And that's the common thread between everyone in JNF. And it's a wonderful organization to meet everyone from all walks of life that really are just, uh, you know, a, a, a supporters of Israel. And, and they and want to see yeah. Israel grow and thrive. 100%. Not just survive, but really thrive. We were mentioning earlier how when you travel this country, because we were talking about the program where students go from their high schools to um, uh, for a semester to high school in Israel with JNF, and it's amazing how many incredible parents there are out there because no matter what their religious observance may or may not be, they are instilling incredible Zionist values in their children. And that's happening all across the country. And as you said, people of all different backgrounds. What was the first trip you ever took to Israel with JNF? Was it a memorable one? Was it anything of... Uh um, so I don't think I, I took any specific trip just on a oh, but JNF on your trips, mission, you went but to, on, to on many this. of our trips, right. we've done uh, many different projects with JNF. For, for my son's bar mitzvah, yeah. um, and this was in 2011, uh, my in-laws donated a, a fire truck. Uh, and that was uh, it, it was it was done. I think it's in uh, Beit Shemesh now the fire truck. But we went to the Israeli Fire Department Command Center. I think it's near Beit Vagan or somewhere in that area. And we they showed us the entire setup and they ran us through drills and and it was just incredible. And they really taught us what what is going on the, the need of the fire trucks. I mean you know up until uh, not that long ago there was these antiquated ancient fire right. trucks uh, and 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 they know, looked old and they behaved and old. They behaved old. <laughs> And, and through many generous donors and, and you know, Young Israel Woodmere, through the leadership of Rabbi Billet, you know, got up one Shabbos and said, we need to, I mean, it's, this, we can't, this is an untenable situation. And within one Shabbos, raised the $100,000 that they needed. And that's not the cost of the fire truck. It's like $200,000, but the Israeli government will match right. every $100,000. Right. So it, it, it's just a, it's a big need. And, you know, that was a very memorable experience just to see what goes on, see these antiquated equipment and then the new equipment being brought in. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Jason, we're uh, asking everyone to consider donating now because it's the end of the year. A lot of people like to give at the end sure, of the year. So sure, JNF.org. JNF.org is the website. I thank you so much for joining me here this morning. Thank you for having and, me. And uh, continue your amazing work on behalf of thank JNF. You. you too. You too. Appreciate thank you very that. much. A pleasure. Uh, there he is, Jason Boker. Everybody out there, JNF.org is the website. JNF.org is the website. You can check it out and get involved uh, by heading to the website and by starting your association uh, with this great organization. Uh, coming up at 10.30 this morning on uh, That's Life with Mary Mel Wallach, Gift of Life donor Kyle Seidel, uh, plus Gift of Life's Marty Freund. They're both going to be guests of Mary Mel Wallach at 10.30 on That's Life this morning here at the Nahum Siegel Network. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the Nahum Siegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app, And we will continue with more coming up here at JM in the AM. Um, want to remind everybody that JNF.org is the website. JNF.org is the website. Sometimes our technical equipment gets a little frozen. 
Not sure why. Yeah, why don't you have a seat for a moment? And we will continue here with more at Jamelin. Let's keep this down just in case it starts. Yeah, keep that all the way down, and I thank you. This is... This is Michael Buzzy Green. Uh, may I call you Buzzy? You absolutely should call me Buzzy. I should call him Buzzy. <laughs> I don't think anybody would know if you said Michael. <laughs> Buzzy Green. <laughs> Buzzy Green is a JNF Northern New Jersey marketing chair, and we get an opportunity to discuss some of the things that New Jersey is doing to assist in the efforts of the Jewish National Fund. Good morning to you. Good morning, Nach. I am sure it wasn't easy coming all the way out to Long Island to join us. We wanted to expand this conversation to include New Jersey as well, so thank you. Well, thank, thanks for having me here, and it was an interesting ride. It certainly uh, wasn't as bad as I expected or wasn't as good as it could have been. It's all good. Thank it's all God. Good. <laughs> Being a kid from New Jersey as I am, I would suspect that there is a long time relationship between the Jewish communities of New Jersey and the Jewish National Fund. So interestingly enough, we had an event last uh, Teaneck Reception. Yeah. The Teaneck Reception is the longest running Jewish National Fund event in the United States, 51 years and going. So for 51 consecutive years, the Teaneck event has happened and every year, we, thank God, we do very, very well, Baruch Hashem. And this wow. year, we raised over 100 grand for Nefesh Benefesh, one of the great partners of JNF. That partnership is simply remarkable, how uh, JNF and Nefesh Benefesh have teamed up to bring as many North American Jews to Israel. That's simply remarkable. All right, um, what, what, can we, what can we talk about when it comes to New Jersey? I would assume that New Jersey is uh, divided up into different chapters. How does it work out there? So actually, uh, I'm from the North New Jersey Northern chapter, New Jersey. which is North New Jersey, and now we also go into Rockland County. Got it. So we're not uh, anywhere down from, I guess, Secaucus down. We don't, we don't deal with that. That's <laughs> Southern New Jersey or Got Middle it. Jersey. But obviously, the, the demographics have changed in Jersey over the 51 years that we're running this event. And certainly in the Teaneck and the uh, Englewood and Paramus and Fairlawn, there's obviously a lot more of the what you would call orthodox community that has grown in the last 50 years there. And so the last dozen years or so that I've been involved, we've been targeting that community to understand what JNF really is and what JNF really does. And why it's so important to support them because they are building and continuing to build Israel. And that's what most people, if you ask them, what is JNF? They don't get it. And they'll it. say they don't get it. They say, oh, JNF, that's trees. That's a blue box right. like you have in front of me here. Right. The bottom line is the, the amount of programs that JNF is involved in. You had some of them this morning. Sure. I was listening to Yedidja Harush on the way here. You talked to the people in Gush Etzion and Shani about what's going going on over right. there. You talk to Rabbi Fast from Nefesh Benefesh. Sure. You talk to all of the partners that you deal with over there, whether it's special in uniform, whether I, the Arava. You talk about, uh, you know, I had this past summer when we were in Israel for a few weeks, I took 15 of my closest friends on a bus trip on Wednesday. And for those of you who don't know, on Wednesday mornings in Jerusalem, there's a bus trip that JNF sponsors, you can go online and find out about it, and it'll take you to the secret bullet factory in Rehovot, right. which is part of the JNF does heritage sites. Then it takes you down to um, 
to Beersheva, where they show you all the work they're doing on, rec uh, on reclaiming the, the water and the purple pipes they talk about and all that. Then you have a great lunch, the most magnificent lunch you've ever had in a place called the Golden Goose. But then you go to Stay Root, which you, you talk about the indoor playground. And my friends, are, and, and they're sitting there going, what is this? I never heard of such a thing. So Why is it necessary? What, what? So then you start to explain <laughs> sure. the 10 seconds, and they couldn't have a Ferris sure. wheel. And, you, and they go, really? JNF is doing that? And, you go, and I go, yes, that's what I'm trying to explain to you. JNF is involved in all those aspects of everyday life in Israel for every people, whatever it is. We have a lot of New Jersey listeners, as you know. Yes. How do they get involved? What, what could you tell them uh, to inspire them? to at least check out what you're doing and why it's such important work? What can you tell them? So there's a couple of things. Number one, the first thing they should, they should understand is that we hold two events a year. The one event we just held in Teaneck. The next event that we're holding is the JNF Breakfast. The mm -hmm. JNF Breakfast, which is a Bergen County and Rockland County-wide event, will be on Sunday, May 5th. I know it's a, a, a ways yeah, from, it's a now, while from now. But there's a lot of things to do in before that. But that breakfast we'll be hosting um, uh, uh, Alan Dershowitz. Sorry. And Alan Dershowitz will be giving, a, obviously, a discussion of different things going on in Eretz Yisrael today. I understand they're looking for good moderators, uh, so, <laughs> that, uh, so, so maybe your name will come up and we'll, do, we'll see that. But I, what I think they need to understand, and, and I've gone to many different rabbis in Orthodox, conservative, reform, you have to understand that with all of the partners that we have, there's something for everyone. If you don't want to be here and you don't want to do that and you want to be involved in water reclamation and desalinization and you want to be involved in nefesh benefesh or, or special to, needs or, special or education needs. There, there's the, all these all things this. you have so a thing many. called special and uniform right. which is it's such, such a great an it's an incredible program you have the Alexander Muss High School. Right. You have so many different things. So wherever you come from, whatever your political beliefs are, wherever you stand in the spectrum, you have to say, this is the place. If I have any belief in Eretz Yisrael as a country, as a people, as a land, this is where I have to be involved. There are many great organizations out there, Nachum. You know them. We all sure. hear from them. We see them all the time. But the bottom line is the, the JNF encompasses so much that's where you have to get involved. I will be going over the next two months to every rabbi of every synagogue in Bergen County of and Rockland County. Every type. This is not just, mm -hmm. okay, the board. Buzzy Green is, right. is that. So there's across, a, the across the board, I'm going to go to every rabbi and I'm going to say, listen, how can your shul get involved? What is it? You have an Israel committee. What do they want to do? Do they want to host a parlor meeting? Do they want to host something to do with the, the trees and the arva? Do they want to get fire trucks? Right? We raised from Ketatora, we raised f uh, money for a fire truck last year. The shuls really uh, came through with the fire truck. Yeah, That's right. The shuls a really lot of synagogues came through with that. Because you know why? Because people see a, 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 a a building or yeah, a, a, and a tangible it's a, truck. It's a tangible thing that's correct, in front of them. Correct. They don't necessarily understand purple right. pipes and right. water and all of that. Right. Although my grandchildren still say, Zadie, what's the story with the purple <laughs> pipes, you know? <laughs> so we have that joke. But the bottom line is you get to see all of this. So I'm going to go to every synagogue, and, and we have a new professional person up in Bergen County called Jacqueline Yehudiel. Good morning, Jacqueline. Good I'm morning. sure you're listening. And you guys understand that Jacqueline and I are going to come to every rabbi, reform, conservative, orthodox, wherever you are, and say, hey, guys, the time has come. 
we need your help to everybody understand what it is we actually do. Amazing. Buzzy Green is with us. Anybody out there wants to get involved in JNF in northern New Jersey or Rockland County, he is the man to speak with. Um, JNF is doing amazing work in Jersey and in turn doing amazing work in Israel. That's what it's all about. Uh, there's uh, plenty of programs, as uh, Buzzy mentioned, that are upcoming, uh, which we'll be reminding people about as we get closer and closer. All we ask now is that you support the work of JNF. Go to JNF.org, support the work of JNF. And if anyone wants specific Jersey information, is there somewhere to send them? Or uh? I mean, the, the bottom line is you, you can email me. Okay, you can call me. I'll, I'll even, I don't know, should I give Please, up my cell phone number? you're willing to. My cell phone number is 201-675-4717. I will answer any question. I will talk to anybody and anyone who wants to get involved. Call me and say to me, listen, we have this or we have that. And I'll figure out how to do it with Jacqueline and get you involved. Because the most important thing to understand is we need to keep this vision going and we need to build on it in Bergen County and Rockland County. All right. Go Jersey, Buzzy. That's all. Go and Jersey. And go JNF. Well, go, look, go JNF. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know about Jersey so much. But let's say go, go JNF. Go Jersey support for JNF. How about there that? You go. That's a good one, Malcolm. Thank you very much. A pleasure. JNF.org for information <laughs> at the donate, of course. Go to JNF.org. You're listening to a... Uh, you're listening to a special Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM live from Gotta Get a Bagel on Broadway in Woodmere at the Nahum Siegel Network. Seen a lot of faces, never know where I was on the horizon. Ooh, well, I know, I know, I know, I know, so I'll be rising back home. No, we won't forget where we came from. The city won't change us, we beat to the same drum. No, we won't forget where we came from. The city won't change us, we beat to the same drum. Don't forget where you belong.
On a Thursday morning, a very, very active Thursday morning with a nice crowd here at Gotta Get a Bagel, located at 1039 Broadway in Woodmere. 
And I thank everybody for tuning in. Thanks for the app comments. Thanks for being part of our uh, on-the-road experience this week. Today with JNF, the Jewish National Fund. Ariel Grumberg is with us, Long Island board member, member of the Makora Speakers Bureau on the Gaza Envelope Task Force and the Housing and Development Fund Task Force. Ariel Grumberg, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Nice to have you here. It's great being here. I appreciate that. Um, one of the things we have not yet discussed this morning, but I see it's on our agenda for you and I, is the President's Council mission and other JNF missions that happen uh, during the year. Let's start with President's Council. This is a mission you've been on before, correct? Yes, I've been on seven of them. And tell me what they are like. Tell me what's involved when you join a mission like that. Well, it's a, it's a great opportunity to bond with other people. Uh, you go for seven or eight days, sometimes a little longer, depending if they, uh, they usually have a second component to it, where they go to uh, Europe somewhere right. or another country. It doesn't have to be Europe. And then we go to Israel after that. And it's a great opportunity to see the world and see Israel and see all the uh, projects that we do there. Uh, everything is very well coordinated. Is there a specific project you remember from your first mission? Well, when you've done seven, it's very hard to remember <laughs> your first mission. They all kind of blend together after a while unless you... So give me a project that stands <clears throat> out. That was meaningful, much more meaningful once you saw it up close and personal compared to just hearing about it. Okay, I would say it was probably the Beersheba project. We've done a lot of work in Beersheba. Uh, we did the river walk. We did the, um, a bridge, uh, which is illuminated in different colors. Right. The pipe bridge, I believe it's called. <clears throat> We've done um, a lake now. And uh, we're doing a huge park, which is probably bigger than Central Park. Uh, we've done the um, um, Abraham's Well in the vicinity. And we've done also a, um, an amphitheater, 30,000-seat amphitheater. All this in and around Beersheba. All in Beersheba. And the population has grown. It's the fastest-growing city in Israel. It is amazing. We actually explored once uh, using that amphitheater for an event. I hear it's remarkable. It is. It is. I've, I've been to several concerts there while we were there. Uh, it, was, it was very good. Tell me about the uh, housing crisis in Israel and how JNF addresses that housing crisis. Well, it's very hard to, to build. Uh, there's no private builders building lots of houses like we do here. It's, it's a whole different uh, way of doing things there. And as a result of uh, not having, uh, not being able to do everything at, at, uh, as we do here, they need help. Uh, for example, uh, what we've found is that infrastructure is something that the kibbutzim and moshavim couldn't afford to do. And so we've stepped in and filled the void by uh, Supply, uh, by giving them an advance that they would have to pay back over a number of years to be able to do the infrastructure. Right. That includes all the basics, I guess, water, electricity, That means water, electric, if there's gas involved, right. um, lighting, and sidewalks. Yes. Uh, is this all a result of the housing fund? Is the housing fund there to provide for the infrastructure of these of these towns they can expand, or is the housing fund there for a different purpose to actually 
I don't know, help individuals or families? How does it work? Well, it's, it, it, it's strategic, actually. We, we're trying to do many things with a few dollars. Uh, we leverage our money with funds coming from the government. Uh, we look to partner with them. Wherever I, we see that they want it, they have a strategic goal and they're willing to partially fund uh, right, the so development, their goal might, goal we might be say to, that's where we want to be. Right. So the goal might be to expand the presence in the Galilee or in the Negev. This exactly. is where you and they work hand in hand. Yes. For example, I, what is considered strategic is the periphery of the country. Right. And uh, that's uh, Ben-Gurion's dream sure. uh, was to populate the Negev and then the periphery of the country, not just the big cities of, uh, t of uh, Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, Haifa, Ashdod. We need to expand and uh, we need to fill the whole country. So all the borders of the country are important. So we've got uh, Egypt, uh, we've got uh, Gaza, Jordan, uh, Lebanon, Syria. All those areas need to be populated, so that's where the Housing Development Fund is working. Very good. So it's not just providing for those in need, but it's also strategically looking at where are the most important places in Israel to build up. Yes, correct. And uh, in addition, by, by actually filling a void where housing is needed and there isn't enough of it, you're actually uh, keeping the population there and actually bringing populations there right. that otherwise wouldn't be there. And uh, they're establishing their roots right there, where you're helping yes. them build. And many of them have uh, their, you know, their their grandchildren or uh, children of of the set of the people that were living there. Right. They needed housing, and uh, they would they know the area already, and they would be happy to be there. So uh, this housing is, is filling a void. And many of them and many of their children are real visionaries who've got that pioneering spirit. Absolutely. All they need is a little boost, a little help, and that's where you and the fund uh, comes in. Um, we've been asking everybody to seriously consider donating to the Jewish National Fund, especially this time of year. It is, after all, the final days of 2018, and people tend to be a little bit more charitable when it comes to this time of year. What could you tell everybody listening right now to convince them that going to JNF.org and hitting the donate button is a good idea? Well, I believe if you, if you, in, if you want to channel your, your gift giving to an organization that does the most for Israel, where every dollar, 85% uh, of, uh, of the money goes to Israel, you do it through JNF. Uh, other organizations help in Israel, perhaps. Let's take Federation, for example. Sure. But uh, only about 60% of their money goes there. The rest is spent uh, elsewhere. So if you want to channel your gift giving to Israel, that's where you do it. Simple as that, everybody. Now, there's many, many ways of doing it. There's, I mean, there's many different uh, venues and, and avenues for your gift giving. So if you have a particular interest um jane will meet that Jaya. interest exactly uh ariel grumberg is on the long island board asks everybody to consider a donation to jnf jnf.org uh you're doing amazing work and when it comes to housing and expansion helping people lay down their roots in different areas of israel that could be nothing more important as far as i'm concerned so a big thank you to uh, you and everybody associated with that project thank you. Uh, for doing that. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Ariel Grumberg, everybody, JNF, the Jewish National Fund. They are our focus this morning here at Got to Get a Bagel in Woodmere as we continue uh, during our regular broadcast hour until 9 a.m. Eastern time. Then a full schedule, of course, all through the morning uh, and all through the day here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
And uh, Larry Ingber is here, the Long Island Board President. Good morning. Good morning. You're a Long Island Board President. No one, no one better than you to welcome us to uh, one of the one of the landmark establishments on Long Island. Amazing. I can't <laughs> wait to have breakfast. I, I can imagine, yes. <laughs> the breakfast here is very good. All right, um, uh, Larry, uh, how long have you been board president here on Long Island? Um, two months. That's it? Two months. And yeah. what was your initial experience with JNF that got you involved to begin with? Well, um, about 30 years ago, um, when I was starting my practice of law, I'm a state planning attorney here in Long Island. Um, someone said, you know, Larry, you should meet some Jewish charities. You're very Zionistic. You have a, I went to a yeshiva. My parents are both Holocaust survivors. And in the terms of your, your law practice, perhaps someone who's a philanthropist will come across your table. And if you are involved with a charity, perhaps you could steer them uh, to a charity right. that you're familiar with. So... Uh, Someone had introduced me to the then Long Island director of Jewish National Fund, and uh, that's how I got started. The I, rest is history. The huh? rest is history. So you become a, uh, I, I would assume, a sponsor, contributor. You get involved. You uh, you start. Uh, have you taken a trip with JNF? I assume to oh, Israel at some oh point. Oh yeah. So so actually, when I started, I was what they called the young leadership group. Ah. I. Uh, I, I, I got old, so <laughs> I, I became... No longer part of the Young Theater. Right, so I uh, became a member of the Long Island Board many years ago. I'm currently uh, uh, in the President's Club, uh, President's Society, they right. call it. And I'm the president of the Long Island region, but I'm a, a donor as well, of course. Um, and when I've been to Israel, I have seen many of the amazing sites that uh, JNF partners with in Israel to support uh, Israelis in their daily life. That's we, what we have discussed many of them this morning, many of the different yeah. projects. Is there one particularly that you'd like to address? Well, I, 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 I mean, I really enjoyed, I was in Israel this past uh, Yom HaAtzma'ut and Yom HaZikaron with my family, my son David, his wife, Melissa, Alyssa, a future a future daughter-in-law, my son Ross, my wife Elise, and we went to Adlit Detention Center. Wow. Was that discussed this morning? Not yet. Please tell us. Well, Adlit Detention Center is on the uh, West Coast, uh, uh, not far from Tel Aviv, and uh, the British, during the mandate, created a holding uh, facility. Uh, when you approach it, it, it more or less looks like a concentration camp, you would think, or at least someone from Europe um, who was leaving Europe to come to uh, Israel would walk into this place and think, oh my God, I'm back. Um, but because at the time there was a, uh, a maximum amount of people who could uh, make Aliyah legally to then Palestine, um, they didn't have. They needed a place to hold as a pen. The uh, Jews were coming from Eastern Europe to uh, live in Israel until they had uh, the rights to enter legally. And uh, Atlit was that uh, was that place. Um, and uh, it was not a concentration camp. Um, they had uh, you know food and uh, real beds. Uh, 
uh, at that time what you would call a bed. Right. It's certain, you know, and it, it, it's as part of the history of uh, the creation of Israel that I really was not that aware of. And one of the reasons this is important uh, in in the context of our conversation today is because JNF has made a concerted effort to really preserve as many heritage sites and as many historical sites as possible so that our children can learn the history of Israel. Correct. Simple as that. Correct. Correct. It's really so well done. It's They have films, interactive films. Uh, they have uh, kept some of the bunk quarters so you could actually walk in and see what it looked like. You've seen what they've done at Ammunition Hill? I went to Ammunition Hill. We did a day Pretty of... Pretty amazing, uh, huh? Amazing, amazing. Um, every part of our trip, wherever you went, you stumbled into a JNF site. Um, and it could be in the middle of nowhere. Right. Um, yeah. You're Long Island president, and you know that there's now a concerted effort to really boost the JNF presence here on Long Island. And I'm sure you think there's plenty of hope for that because there are a lot of people who are Zionistically inclined and a lot of people who want to get involved in an organization like this out here. A absolutely. Uh, my first event wasn't my event. Sharona right. really did an amazing job at Temple Beth Shalom down here on the South Shore. There were 500 people who turned out to hear uh, Dershowitz speak. Right. And uh, that if every event is as successful as that one, I'll become, you know, a famous president of, uh, of JNF. You'll be a historic president. I'll be the historic. You'll be the Reagan of all. Exactly, exactly. But, but certainly uh, getting the word out of what JNF does in Israel to, in my, my mind, it, it creates situations to help the daily lives of Israelis to become better. Right. That's and what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I want to thank you. Um, one last pitch. Everybody, it's the last 10 days of the year now. A lot of people are more inclined to give. They should give at jnf.org. Uh, absolutely. As an estate planning tax guy. Oh, yeah, guy, that's right. You know about this This is stuff. the time to give. <laughs> Create donor-advised funds. Pre-fund your 2018 uh, charitable deductions by opening up a uh, donor-advised fund with JNF. Um, it's very efficient. It's very tax savvy and smart and um, and and, that, and that's what I just did actually with my family we created one about two months ago and we put money into it so that we could give future donations through the donor advised fund nice Dyer Ingberg continued good luck as Long Island board president thanks for welcoming us here today thank you very very much I greatly appreciate it Larry Ingberg everybody more coming up we're with JNF we are uh, on Long Island we're at gotta get a bagel on Long Island here on uh, on Broadway in Woodmere and everybody out there we have a full day of programming that's gonna last at the Nahum Single Network which will include uh, our encore of our trip to Toronto, right? Sobeys is tonight, 5 o'clock, and the throwback Thursday time will be the show at 1 o'clock um, with our friends from Toronto uh, and the Eruv and Hatsala campaign. More coming up at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We are live at Gotta Get a Bagel here in Woodmere, New York. We're with our friends at the Jewish National Fund, encouraging everybody toward the end of 2018 to give as generously as possible to JNF and support all their great programs. Uh, Carrie Chalop is with us live via telephone, Long Island Women for Israel. She chairs Long Island Women for Israel, president of the North Shore Women for Israel, and she is with us live via telephone. Carrie, good morning. Welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. Thank you for having me. A pleasure to speak to you, and we are on Long Island, as you know, and I'm sure you are very proud of what Long Island has done for JNF over the years. I absolutely am, and I'm very proud to be a part of the women's organization. Um, it's really a, a fantastic group of women. Um, they're female philanthropists who share a passion for building a prosper, prosperous future for the land of Israel and the people of Israel. And through this society, women connect on many different levels, professionally, emotionally, ideologically, uh, with the common goal of changing lives in Israel and supporting the ongoing development of the Jewish homeland. Um, as mothers, daughters, aunts, friends, um, our lives, uh, our, our work touches the hearts of uh, JNF's women and inspire them to give in many different ways. And it's really, it, it's a lot of fun. We have great, we do great events and um we have a lot of great things going on right now in Long Island, and we're really trying to build this group, and hopefully it will blossom into a very important part of JNF. Well, we are very impressed with what's going on out here, and yes, there are many wonderful projects that are, uh, that are going on, and we've heard some of what the women are doing um, uh, for JNF. You'll tell us more. Tell me about the mission that you took with your mother uh, and why that women's mission was so instrumental uh, in terms of getting more involved in the cause. So back in November of 2016, um, my husband actually sent my mom and I on a, and he, by the way, is also very involved in Jewish National Fund. He's on the board as well. Um, he had sent my mom and I on a mission. It's called the Queen of Sheba mission. Sure. And... We went, really not knowing anybody at the time, for the most part, and we connected with a very strong, motivated, amazing group of women who shared the passion for Israel that we did. These women wanted to give their time and their money to ensure the flourishing future of Israel. Um, since that trip, I have decided to pledge my time to help cultivate the Long Island chapter of Women for Israel, and hopefully we'll continue to blossom as we outreach to more women and really get them involved. Sounds like JNF means a lot to your family, to say the least. It does. It's, all of us are involved in many different ways, and it's really very nice. Um, even our children, we have children in their 20s, um, teens and 20s. There are programs that they're involved in as well. We incorporate them into everything that we do, and they really they know that JNF is important to our family and hopefully will be important to them and their families as they go forward. Carrie Chalops with us, chairs Long Island Women for Israel for JNF and uh, president of North Shore Women for Israel. Is there, you know, we've had an opportunity this morning to speak about so many different projects and so many different areas that JNF covers for our brothers and sisters in Israel. Is there one in particular that you, ha you and your family have an affinity toward? Is there one in particular that you've really been strongly more than other areas involved with over the years? As far as the projects in Israel? Yeah, is there one specific one that, re that really speaks to you? Any one of them that really speaks to you that you have taken a special love toward? 
So, yes, there is. Um, our family has a very special attachment to Lotem, ah. uh, which is in northern Israel. Yep. Um, we visited. Um, actually, we've done a couple of great things. Not only did my husband and I visit, but we connected Camp Ramah. Um, they do a program where they bring Jewish teens during the summer to Israel, and our daughter went on that program, who happens to have special needs. She went with a typically developing group, and we made a connection. We brought all of them to LOTEM so that they can see what JNF does for um, Jewish uh, people with disabilities in Israel. And LOTEM is just an unbelievable place. They do so many great things. Um, it's beautiful. It's inspiring. Um, we stomped grapes to make wine. We <laughs> smelled different plants to um, determine what spices they were. They made them into perfumes. It, it's very hands-on, and it's just something that someplace that we've, I've never really experienced anything like that anywhere I've traveled. Well, you've chosen well. It's one of our favorite aspects of JNF's work, and it's an amazing place. Uh, Carrie Chalup, she chairs Long Island Women for Israel. She's president of North Shore Women for Israel. Uh, you and your family should be blessed and continue your amazing work on behalf of JNF. And, you know, we've been asking everybody now that it's the end of 2018 and people tend to be more generous as the calendar year uh, comes to an end to support JNF. Uh, could you join me, Carrie, in appealing to everybody to consider JNF now for their year-end donations? Uh, thank you so much for having me. A pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. JNF.org, uh, everybody. JNF.org, that's how you donate to the cause and that's how you can become involved in uh, the work of JNF. Everybody out there should seriously consider donating to all of these special projects that JNF does uh, before the end of 2018. More coming up. You're listening to JM and the AM live from Gotta Get a Bagel here in Woodmere.
JM in the AM. Thursday morning broadcast, live from Gotta Get a Bagel. Hey, happy birthday to Jake Novak. Novak now every Monday at 11 a.m. here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Happy birthday, Jake, from all of us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Plenty of great programming on this Thursday, including That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach coming up at the 10.30 this morning. She'll speak with Gift of Life donor Kyle Seidel, and she'll be joined by That's Life, uh, by Gift of Life, rather, uh, Marty Freund, uh, all coming up here. Uh, on the Nahum Single Network later on today. We've had an amazing morning with JNF, with the Jewish National Fund, and we remind everybody to give generously now toward the end of the year to JNF. Go to JNF.org, JNF.org. And Michael Kessler is the Long Island Tri-State President and President of Makor, serves on uh, uh, many JNF task forces, and is here this morning at JM and the AM. A pleasure to welcome you to JM and the AM. Well, thanks for having me. And, you know, I love schlepping from Dix Hills to the Five Towns. <laughs> but, you know what? So we did you a favor, huh? <laughs> but I get to schlep, you know, twice a year you know, rep- representing. Sorry about that. I Go get ahead. to schlep twice a year representing JNF to Israel right. to see where everybody's hard-earned dollars that they donate to the Jewish National Fund are spent and what we accomplished there. On the most recent trip, what did you see? Anything noteworthy on the most recent one? Well, you know, I have a long history with JNF, and I'm tri-state president, which encompasses, we have five boards in New York. We have New York City, we have Long Island, we have Northern New Jersey, we have Westchester, Connecticut, and we have the JNF Futures, which, by the way, is the fastest-growing demographics in JNF, people under 40 that are major donors that give $5,000 of their hard-earned money to the people in the land of Israel. The fastest-growing demographics in Jordan. Who would believe it for an organization that that's so... so 117-year-old organization. And the 40-year-olds are connecting, under 40. Um, you know, I usually find in philanthropy that it's around the late 30s that people get involved because they're at that family stage. Right. But anyway, so I get to travel to Israel twice a year for the Jewish National Fund. Um, I've been doing it for quite a while. You know, I went when I was 15 years old with um, Israel Summer Happening, which was AZ, the defunct AZYF. Right. My parents said, if we're going to spend the money, you're going to go to Israel, not on some Jappy team tour. <laughs> on a real tour of Israel. <laughs> a real tour of Israel. So I went, and I loved it. But you know what? It took me 30 years to get back, and that was kind of because my li- life takes trips. Right. I got to Israel. I had a picture of me when I was 15 years old. I showed the guide. The guy had taken your passport. He goes, welcome back. I said, this is the last time I was in Israel. That's a beautiful story. Great. So anyway, my story transforms a lot, and it's personal. Um, my, my in-laws are Holocaust survivors. Um, after the war, my father-in-law went through the camps, um, the DP camp. He went to Palestine at the time, and he settled in the Gush Etzion region. Wow. He was one of the founders of... Um, one of the kibbutzes there, and he got captured by the Jordanians in the War of Independence um, and was in a Jordanian prison camp. The only good thing to come out of it, if a good thing come, is that when he was released, the Red Cross published his name and he found he had some living relatives. So that's the good thing. Um, I got involved in JNF probably 16 years ago. I was dinner chair and a tree of life dinner. Jeff Levine, who is now chairman of the board, was honored. He he asked me to be dinner chairman. I gladly said yes, and the rest is history. I've been uh, Long Island president for the past six years, and now I'm tri-state president. Michael Kessler is with us, Long Island tri-state president and president of Makor. Explain what Makor is. Makor is a group of people like me. 
uh, like-minded that want to help the land of people of Israel, and we're from throughout the country. There's about 35 of us strong, and we speak freely and openly about JNF, all for free, and any organization that requests, and we also... Ah, that's why it's known as the Speakers Bureau. Right, and also we try to raise money. Um... So anyway, getting back to my personal sure. story, because it's, it's very interesting, sure. and I think you'll like yeah, it. of course. Um, when we wanted to make a major contribution, because I can't ask people to donate to something I don't, I'm not vested in, my wife and I said, let's honor your father while he's still alive, and he's 92. Um, what does he like to do? He likes gardening. Well, they were building a new museum visitor center at the Gushetzion. We said, let's sponsor the landscaping and the gardens of the Gushitzion Visitor Center in honor of your father. I love it. A I true survivor, Mayor right. Yushirovitz. And building Israel with his own and hands. Build, built <laughs> Israel with his own hands. Right. Well, sometimes things work slowly in Israel, despite it being <laughs> the great country of technologically advanced. Um, and five years later, the, it was done. And not only, what did we do? Well, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law. Off to Israel. My kids, my wife, my niece and nephew, we all went to Israel. We had a Kessler family mission. We dedicate these gardens. He was so proud. You should have seen the look on his face. And not only that, but every living relative in Israel came to the dedication. And not only that, let me tell you how JNF is a family. There were probably about 150 people in Israel on various missions at the time. And I would say a dozen of them came in minivans to support my family and I on this dedication. Took time out of their missions, seeing the great work that the Jewish National Fund to come to this dedication. But we didn't stop there. One project done, what's next? Well, there's a little known, I'd say probably the third most famous site in Israel. Uh, uh, we have Masada, we have the wall, and we have this secret underground bold factory called the Allian Institute, right. which I'm sure many of you have been to, sure. and you had no idea the connection with the Jewish National Fund. Well, Jewish National Fund sponsors, is in partnership with the Society for Preservation of Israel Heritage Sites, which does 120 heritage sites throughout the country, and nobody really knows. And when I ask my friends, have they been to Israel? And if they have been, I go, have you gone to a JNF site? And most of them say, no. And I go, let me see your itinerary. Let's go over what you went. Half of them are JNF and they sites. All, <laughs> half of them are JNF sites, and they all went to this bull factory. Right. So I went there with a critical eye because it's based on a kibbutz from the 1940s. Right. And it was a training ground. And if people that don't know the story, it's... If it wasn't for the secret underground bull factory making the bullets, there probably would not be in Israel today. Correct. They made millions of bullets that allowed us to have ammunition in the war of 1948. Um, and I went with a critical eye and I said, you know what, we have to update this, we have to update that. There's a lot of visitors, you know. And my family and I decided to sponsor the renovation of the visitor center at the Allian Institute. God bless you. And it's underway. And let me tell you, when you get involved in something with JNF, if you really want to get involved, you get involved. I met with architects. I met with engineers. We discussed planning. We had drawings. And on that same trip, when we dedicated the gardens that we finished, we did the um, groundbreaking for this. And uh, an event like you couldn't believe. A hundred people there. 
and Shlomo Hillel, who is 95 years old today, one of the founders of Israel, and a real personality, um, was, who was the general manager of that boat factory, was there and presented us with like a, a document that we signed that you know for this undertaking. And it, I, I'll tell you, to give and to the land of Israel is there's nothing more rewarding. Yeah, that's for sure. And I'm so glad you mentioned one of the heritage sites because one of the key things. I mean, look, you know it. JNF's doing a million different things at once. One of the key things is really helping us preserve the heritage sites so that we can teach our children what's gone on in modern Jewish history and how critical all these sites have been to our story as a people. And that's, in my opinion, one of the greatest things JNF does. Yeah, and you know, it's Independence Hall. Right. It's the Bullet Factory. Right. It's the Athlete Detention Ammunition Center. Hill. Ammunition Hill. We have a dozen I could name off the top Even of my head. Even the Northern Visitor Center is amazing. I, mean, I don't know if we'd call that a heritage site, but it's but just an amazing resource for it everybody. It not only teaches the tourists, because we're, <laughs> we're, we're tourists, even though sure. I consider Israel the Jewish homeland, um, but it teaches the Israelis and their kids. Right. And, they, and the people in the IDF go to these heritage sites and they learn. I want to uh, thank very important. I want to thank you for being here this morning. I'm sure you have a lot to uh, be proud of when it comes to Long Island and JNF. And it looks like they're getting stronger and stronger out here on Long Island, thank God. You know, Long Island is responsible for about 10% of the of the amount we have to raise in, right. uh, in the greater New York area. Right. And we do it, and we do it really with pride, I have to tell you. And I want to thank each and every one of you out there from Long Island and the tri-state area who donates to JNF. Because I've seen where your money goes firsthand, and I can tell you it's amazing the work we do thank you michael thank you so much michael thank kessler you for everybody a pleasure to have you here michael kessler everybody give to jnf and make it a great year-end donation at jnf.org jnf.org i want to thank all of our hosts a big thank you to sharona thal everybody thank you sharona uh she's campaign executive now on long island and um uh, recommends to everybody to give generously to jnf and help the long island presence for jnf get stronger and stronger uh, and that it's not only funds, it's funds and it's also getting involved, people getting involved. I want to thank Jody Bodner for helping us make this show possible. Uh, I want to thank Russell Robinson, who has been a wonderful friend of this network from day one. And I want to thank Joel at Gotta Get a Bagel. Thank you, Joel. At Gotta Get a, there's Joel with the big wave. Everyone, everyone look at Joel over there. He's waving to the crowd. Thank you, Joel. And a beautiful brand new store, by the way. Absolutely beautiful brand new store. You have a lot to be proud of here. And don't forget, we'll be at Achiezer on Central Avenue in uh, Cedarhurst coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern Time uh, here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And a reminder, Charlie Harari is next. After Charlie, it's going to be Michael Fragan with Spin Class. After that, it's Allison Josephs and Jew in the City. Gift of Life donor Kyle Seidel and Gift of Life's Marty Freund both join Miriam L. Wallach on That's Life starting at 10.30 this morning, Eastern Time. And don't forget some two key rewinds that we have from our visit to Toronto. At 1 p.m. today, our show from yesterday, when we helped raise money for Toronto's Eruv and Toronto's Hatsala. And then, of course, uh, today at 5 o'clock, you'll be hearing our broadcast from Sobeys that we did on uh, Tuesday night up in Toronto, which was really an amazing broadcast. Uh, which I still can't get over. Uh, JNF has meant a lot to us over the years and has been a great partner of ours, and we've been honored to, in many different ways, be spokespeople for JNF and their uh, incredible work over the, um, 
uh, over the last uh, many decades. And today has been a wonderful experience meeting so many different people who have or are doing so many wonderful things on behalf of the state of Israel uh, for JNF, both here in the United States and, of course, in Israel itself. The first hour of our show was dedicated to those who are in Israel. Uh, I want to thank Egal Siegel, who's here all the way from Israel, our our, uh, let's see, he has many different titles. He's our CFO. He's our chief of staff. He is, uh, our he's our conscience. Very good. And without him, we would not be a network. So thank you, Yigal. And both of us are going to be celebrating uh, Dr. Mark Singer's uh, wedding to Toby this coming Sunday, Bezrat Hashem. Uh, also want to thank ZK, our chief engineer, and of course, Avrami, who's standing by with uh, every um, possible job that needs to be done behind the scenes. So thank you, Avrami. And Yoni Pollock who for the second consecutive day has said, we're getting up way too early at this job. Uh, yesterday in Toronto and today on Long Island. Uh, but nonetheless, doing a great job engineering our broadcast. And Miriam L. Wallach, I thank you. I thank you. Give Miriam the blue microphone for a moment. I thank you, Miriam L. Wallach. I thank you. Sorry, I didn't know that you were cueing me, and my apologies. I thank you for all I your thank hard work. I thank you. And for being the uh, the liaison to Gotta Get a Bagel, because rumor has it you're familiar with this It's possible I'm here very often. It's possible I was... Five days a week, six days a week? It's possible I'm Average here very often. five to six. I hope Stephen's not listening. If not for the Toronto trip, it would have been a lot That's more correct. this week. That's correct. That is ma- correct. But you made up for it this morning, so yes, thank you, Joel. Yes, but they feed my kids. And everybody here at Gotta Get a Bagel. <laughs> And that does it for us. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And that will wrap up our Thursday morning edition. Tomorrow, of course, it's Friday. Weekly update and more. Make sure to be tuned in tomorrow morning starting at 6 a.m. all the way until 9 o'clock. Plenty of programming all through the day here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network, including the lineup that we just went through, plus all the rewinds that we're going to be doing from our trip to Toronto. Good morning to David Seidemann, who somehow has sneaked into Got to Get a Bagel. I'm not quite sure how, but he has walked into our... He has walked walked into our mobile studio to let us know that he's now employed by Got to Get a Bagel here in Woodmere. Uh, Tune in at 11 11 o'clock for our next program from Achiezer, uh, our live lunch program from Achiezer, and enjoy all of our great programming all through the day. Till tomorrow, Nachum Single remind. Till next time, Nachum Single reminding you: remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.